it. You run the door in promotion, we run the sound, space, and podcast. Rentals available Thursday, Saturday, and Sunday from 8 to 10 at Mutiny Radio FM's Performance Space at 2781 21st Street in the Deep Mission at 21st in Florida. Contact Pam at pamsadai at hotmail.com for more options and booking dates. Incredible socialist prices so you can be creative in a free speech space without breaking the bank. That's Mutiny Radio Rentals every Thursday, Saturday, and Sunday from 8 to 10. Book your event now. Welcome, Mutiny Radio listener. When you hear the trippy music, you know that it's time. It's Wednesday. It's 2 o'clock. It's time for some call me Tim. Timed it out right today. That's right, everybody. When you hear the trippy music, it's time for some call me Tim, the show on Mutiny Radio where we talk about God, gods, religion, the afterlife, whatever you believe in. Uh, whatever, if it's a real religion, uh, if it's a made-up religion, if it's a 501c3, or if it just exists in your head. I personally am trying to write a new treatise on cats being our alien overlords and bowing to them for all the goodness and joy in our lives. I am joined today by Damien Harmony, comedian. Comedian. This is our first time actually meeting. Yeah, indeed. In real real life, not on the on the Facebooks, mm-hmm. on the Bacons. Uh, so, do you believe in Jesus? Uh, believe in as in think a person named that existed at one point or believe that he has some supernatural power and continues to live on 2,000 years after people wrote about him? Either, both. Neither. Neither. Yeah. There's, he there's, wasn't a real dude. No, he's he's an amalgamation. Like, if you ever watch the movie The Patriot, uh-huh. Mel Gibson's character uh-huh. is a conglomeration of a bunch of other characters. Sure. Same kind of idea. Same kind. Just like Samuel Adams wasn't a real guy. Right. Delicious. No, actually, was he a real yeah, guy? Yeah, he Did was he really John make, Adams' cousin. He, yeah. he really made beer. Yeah, he was a brewer. I, I, I don't yeah. believe that beer is good, though, so. I don't drink, so. What? Oh, you don't drink? I know. Are you are you straight edge? No, no, I just uh, ex-alcoholic. No, I have a thirty-nine year streak of sobriety going, and I don't. Wow. Want to break it. Yeah. So it's uh, you've never imbibed alcohol. Never, never, not even like a thimbleful. I asked my mom for wine once, but she was not in one of her more balanced states, so she just poured it on my head. What you you've never drank alcohol? Never drank alcohol. Never done any drugs. And not for religious compunction. Just no, clearly not. I'm a staunch anti-theist, but uh, yeah, no. No drugs. No, you nope, don't even yeah. smoke the weed. Nope, not even. Not even. Wow, this is, is this a belief structure or is this just... It, you know, it started with like, just kind of, it, it just turned out that way until I was about 16 and I was asking a friend of mine, she's telling me an embarrassing story about a guy I had a crush on and, and uh, she said, oh, but thank God she was fucked up because otherwise she would have been really embarrassed. And I was like, wouldn't you be more embarrassed having lost that kind of control and then lost it again? And she's like, you don't get it, do you? I said... I suppose not. And she said, you know, there's parties every weekend. I said, I don't know these things. Why don't I know this? She's like, well, nobody invites you. I said, why not? She's like, because you don't drink. I'm like, okay, yeah. And then I was like, well, damn, that's been 16 years. Let's see how long I can keep that streak going. Uh Huh. So. You've never. Never. What do you (laughs) do with your life? I spent, it's just so funny because we are such polar opposites. I spend so much time in bars. Mm -hmm. I spend 
a lot of time in bars. <laughs> but the thing is, you're a comedian, so you spent time in bars too. I do. Yeah, yeah. And you just don't. Dr- this is yeah. for me. This is like. I know that. That's, I, I had a feeling you'd be godsmacked by that. <laughs> no, it's it's uh like, yeah it. it uh, I think there's a, uh, I don't know if healthy is the right word, but a, a certain amount of fear involved for me because uh, I was listening to some comics talk once about they were taking uh, mushrooms. Sure, I love mushrooms. And apparently those take a little while to kick in. Yeah, half hour, 45 minutes, depends. Right. Yeah. And how they much, said, depends how much is in your tummy. Sure. And, and they said that that half hour was some of the best part because it's, Okay, here we go. Mm. And I had like a visceral reaction of, oh God, that would be the scariest part for me. Huh. Like, oh shit, I'm about to lose control. But I don't you know don't when lose that's control. Coming. I mean, especially with shrooms um, and hallucinogens, you're actually mm. in control as long as you stick yourself in that mindset. That as long as you part is the part that I would have trouble with. Huh. Having never I, done it, I would have right. no you know no no frame of reference it's so, so. funny because i take yeah. acid all the time and just don't tell people you sure. know like and just go about my day mm-hmm. completely high i and eat nobody chocolate knows. a lot that's, you eat chocolate yeah, see, I'm a that's glutton. As, yeah that's, that's as far as you go is chocolate mostly yeah let's see chocolate uh caffeine night, night eating actually i uh one of the last kindnesses that my ex-wife did for me was she convinced me that i could do coffee again i'd, I'd been wow. off of coffee for 17 years by that point wow so yeah, but why? Okay, so yeah. it's not for any religious ideas, no. ideology. It's not for health. You're not specifically like, I want to keep my body a temple, which would be sort of a Jesus thing. There's a right. bunch of stuff in the Bible that you, you shouldn't drink or you shouldn't imbibe drugs because your body's a temple, and right. therefore Jesus. But then he turned water into wine. Right. And well, because sushi it's, for five thousand people. So right, oh, right. Yeah. All the mercury. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but so you're not. This is just a. Uh-huh. Personal, it's a control thing for you. Yeah, that's it's probably the best thing. way to put it. Yeah, because I I don't like the idea of not being fully in control of my faculties. So uh-huh. any kind of hallucination is too scary an idea for me. Really? Um, oh yeah, yeah. It, it's uh, and and like I said, there's a fair amount of fear there because also I have a long family history on uh, all sides of my family of of drug abuse and I mean you know my father took him the first fifty years of his life to get any measure of sobriety. And the thing about that side of the family is that they, that the guys tend to either spend their whole life being decent and then they die a little early of like asbestos poisoning, or they'll spend the first 50 years of their life just being just dog shit. And then the next 50 years of their life living and dealing with that. Apologizing I mean, for being a Sometimes. Pile of dog I don't know. Shit. I haven't seen the guy or heard from the guy since oh, I was like 20, which wow. is fine. I mean, it's, you know, accident of birth, but like on, on all sides of my family, there's drug abuse and addictive behavior and i've certainly got an addictive personality uh-huh. i uh, i just assume not not dance with that as well wow yeah. that is a really like responsible choice so boring but do you <laughs> it's so boring. well you're never going to get a dui that's right. very exciting yeah it's i'm always a good a driver for yeah. other comics it's gotten me hosting gigs so that's nice do you and you don't feel like you're missing out on anything you know actually i think i am but I think it's worth it to me sure. to miss that to keep what control that I, I need. To, because if I if I let go of that, then I have a feeling it'd be kind of like some weird kind of whack-a-mole huh. where I'd have to have some control over something else. And I, I'm learning in my later years now, uh, I need to let go of a little more. Um, what about oh, like yeah. you go out to a nice dinner and uh-huh. there's a bottle of wine that goes with you, just not even the wine? I, I wouldn't know that it goes with it. Oh, 
Okay, yeah. I see. And a gal I'm, I'm, I'm dating now, she drinks wine. Uh, it's, yeah. it's no problem. And and it used to be where I was like, this is a sober house. There's no nothing and, and stuff like that. Through two marriages, I mean, the house was a dry house. Uh-huh. Now the house is still a dry house. There's just nobody living there with me. Uh-huh. <laughs> but, uh, you know, in terms of like going out, I used to not go out to bars or do anything like that and, and stuff like that. I was very rigid. And now what I'm a lot do? less rigid. What do you do at night for fun? Uh, let's see. Um... Comedy. Comedy, yeah. Right. Um, role-playing games. Oh! So, like, Dungeons & Dragons with sure. friends. You know, that kind of stuff. Uh, not the online thing. No, no, no. Dungeons & Dragons yeah. is fun as long as you're with a group of people. It's exactly. It's very Because um, it's got creative. an end to it. And sure. Yeah, you, you, you're interacting. Ten-week ten campaigns yeah. usually do. Yeah. Uh, I had one game that I played for 15 years with the same group of four guys. Wow. Yeah. A never-ending campaign. Oh, it ended. We actually oh, it brought it to a logical end, too. Really? Yeah, yeah. I mean... You. That that game got me through two marriages. It was great. I wanted was to fun. have a show here uh-huh. on the station that was four people playing Dungeons and oh, Dragons live. We could like live stream the next time my guys play if you want. We'll uh, well, you should, yeah, you should. It, well, yeah. you should come here and do it. We'll just put the microphones on and, right. and you could just yeah. But other things I do for fun, I well, I have two children, uh, oh. so I, I raise my kids. How old are your kids? Um, my son is seven, and my daughter just turned five. That's exciting. So. And you're not raising them with any religious anything. No, actually, background. There is, it was funny. I'm I'm an anti-theist, and when uh, my ex-wife and I were divorcing, we went to mediation, and one of the things in the mediation was you know the parenting agreements. Sure. Uh, to co-parent and one of the things she put in there is we'll we will raise our children as devout atheists and i objected to that because wow. and again i'm i'm as against religion as one could be without like taking up a bat to people and being a jerk about it but i said no i'm not gonna agree to raise my children devout atheists number one you can't de- be devout at being an atheist so sure. grammatically i have trouble with that uh and number two uh what if they want to explore like, sure i think that would be wonderful uh, to let them explore. Now, I hope that they come around, you know, to, to my side of the fence where, you know, I don't have to dress up nice on Sundays and compare clothing, but, right, you know, whatever, right, you know, if, if, if it, you know, keeps their life in some form of balance for them, I guess, great, you know. Right. Uh, so what we do in, in our house, we play pretend a lot. Uh-huh. Uh, my daughter really likes gargoyles and werewolves. Uh, cool. She's got the monster manual for D&D. Um, and so, like, in her, in her tub, she will ask me to turn off the light so she can be a gargoyle. And if I turn on the light, she's fro- frozen, you know? Right. And, that's cool. And my whole family, we, you know, the three of us, we play uh, werewolves. You know, we'll chase each other around. And we, sure. we're good werewolves. We go help people and things like right, that. Right, 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 right. And that's pretending. And the fun part about that is uh, we, were, we were driving toward our place. There's an industrial park near our place. She said, hey, can we go explore there? I said, yeah, we got time. So I drive there. And she's like, well, what's that building? I said, well, it's a warehouse for, you know, fruit and vegetable. And we keep going. She's like, what's that building? I said, I think that's an ammunition shop. What's ammunition? Oh, well, uh, it's what people shoot out of guns. Oh, okay, that makes sense. And then we go further. Uh, what's that place? That's a church. What's a church? Wow. And I realized simultaneously I'd done it right and done it wrong all at once. You know, it was sure. like she had no frame of reference for what a church was. Wow. None. So I had to think on my feet, like, how do I be respectful? Sure. Uh, and still true to what is, you it's, know, it's what a, I consider fact. It's a building where people gather mm-hmm. to... To pretend. To, ooh, pretend, that's, that's good. And, and to pretend that there's a person in the sky who cares about them, and then they go out and do nice things. And then I told her this very important that's, caveat. Yeah. If they come out and they don't think they should do nice things, it's not a very good church. Ah! And so she took that, and at the time she was four, and she understood that. Sure. Because I used the word pretend... 
uh, and I've gotten in trouble into trouble with some friends of mine about this because they're like, "Oh, you're raising her to be an asshole. She's going to call kids' beliefs pretend." And I'm like, "Well, they are. They are. Yeah. Because that's the funny thing. I always yeah. railed against the Jesus thing when mm-hmm. I was little because I wanted to have an invisible cat friend that was the same size as me and furry and nice. nice. And I talked to my kitty friend who was same size as me and a pretty great kitty and um, my parents said no you cannot talk to your kitty friend and I was like but I can talk to Jesus and they're like yeah you can talk to Jesus all you want I'm like so (laughs) what if I pretend that Jesus is a large kitty Mm -hmm. and is next to me all the time and I talk to him that way and they're like yeah that's fine Oh, wow. So like, <laughs> it's amazing the mental gymnastics people will do to get there. Right. It's like you know, if you can frame it in a way that it's not threatening to their set of beliefs. So if I use the word pretend, it it bothers most of my friends of faith. Sure. And uh, which is a bummer because it's just it's one of those things. It's like you know, it either water is hot or it's cold kind of, th- or you know, or either it's boiling or it's not. Sure. You can't you can't tell me that boiling isn't boiling. You know. So, right, but water could be cold or it could be lukewarm, lukewarm. or it's not boiling, but there's still many other states to right. water. Right, but yeah. boiling is boiling, right. you know? So either it's pretend, mm-hmm. which again, in our house, pretend is kind of, I almost want to say sacred, but it's not sacred, it's revered. Because uh, if we're playing pretend, there's there's a, a system to that. Sure. If we're playing pretend, it's a, you know, she'll come and tell me, she's like, oh, such and such happened. Oh, are we pretending? Yeah. Okay, cool. Let's dive in. Sure. And as sure. soon as like we've turned that switch on, then uh, then then we can pretend to our heart's content, and sure. we know that it's it's all pretend, and we can do explore really wonderful things. And My son's the same. Yeah, way. fostering creative play is right. always really great, and right. and imagination as yeah. long as there's a you know if you if you're giving a context for it. The, right. the problem with uh, and I was raised super super Christian ah. is that. I was taught that the Bible was like fucking real. You know, right. it's, yeah, it's literal. It was literal. And yeah. so the way I got around it, because mm-hmm. I, I was always like, because people, they taught us creationism in my Christian school. Oh, and they wow. said, you know, this is, the world is 4,000 years old. Right. And so I even challenged them in sixth grade or whatever. I mm-hmm. said, no, no, no. I, I, I believe in evolution because. How long is a God day? How dare us, like the hubris of man to say, oh, of course, well, it happened in seven days. Well, what's a God day? A God day could be a billion, kabillion years. It could be, God has no sense of time. So us putting a man-made construct on God and saying this is totally ridiculous. Or just assuming, like, if you just go, I'm, I also, uh, I'm a big fan of reading the actual sources and mm-hmm. of, of I, I teach Latin for a living as oh, well. Oh, wow. So yeah, there's a fun thing about apples and evil in, in the Bible about that, but, uh, comes from Latin, but, uh, you just look at like that first set of, you know, in the first day he did this and the second day he did that. Mm-hmm. Well, at one point the moon is a light source and we know that the moon is not a light source. Right. We've had people go there. Right. You know, which which point. in itself is amazing. I mean, in 1969, we put people on the moon. That's insane. And you, no, some people yeah. don't, some people don't believe in that. There yeah, are well, some conspiracy silly. theorists that say that we mm-hmm. never went to the moon. That's why um, Buzz Aldrin punched some guy in the yeah, face. Yeah. And well, cuz the guy called him a fraud. And yeah. it's like, you know what? If you like, got I walked on the moon. Three PhDs and you put your body at risk as like a human guinea pig. Right. You get to punch a guy in the face for saying that. Right, for saying it's yeah. fake. But they I mean, there are people that still believe that the moon landing was that's the problem with belief instead of instead of going by fact like i don't believe in evolution 
it's a fact. Like it, it doesn't matter whether I believe in it or not. Like I, right. you know, my daughter believes that we're werewolves. Doesn't matter that she believes in it. We're not werewolves. But right. you know, you if you're gonna have fun with the beliefs, cool. Call it. But I'm a big fan of well, call it what it is. But the other thing is that our brain is an amazing thing, and mm. thought is real. So there Very is true. a metaphysical sort of argument that would say that if you foster creative play and mm-hmm. you imagine and you pretend that you're werewolves then that actually is something that exists because you're thinking of yourself as a werewolf therefore you exist as a werewolf right. that's the idea of a werewolf in that context yeah i i, I remember there um there was a discussion of the metaphysicists uh, i think emmanuel kant and, and people like that where they they talk about like you know if 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 the mind constructs itself in such and such a way, which is kind of interesting because the brain basically gave itself a nickname, the mind, and then it starts talking about itself. And sure. It's, it's kind of weird, but uh, I'm I'm more of an empiricist than that. Okay. It's uh, th- and like, that's why the thing is this is a chair, and yeah. we can say this is a chair. Yeah. But if you read the word chair and you think of a chair in your mind, mm-hmm. it doesn't have to be that chair. It could be no. any chair, it but that chair, chair. Yeah. But that chair exists, or it could be a chair that isn't even in this room, but it's in my head, and I see that chair. That chair is real. Because because it's in my head because it's a thought and it's you know the word so then you get into essence like right. what is the essence of something and you get plato and and stuff like that about like you know are you're considering the essence of what is a chair and is that what makes it a chair or is it the the wood and the the cushioning that makes it a chair and stuff like that sure which is fun i mean it, you know i like masturbating too but it doesn't mean that i'm going to do that all day right right right, right right same, right, same right. kind of thing i think there's a time and place for that i actually uh i, I rather enjoy uh, both but uh i <laughs> but without a chair um but at the same time it's one of those things of like okay well you again uh, same thing with my kids i think is is and again comes back to me being kind of a control freak for myself perhaps there's a time and a place for it right so are yeah. you full-time dad uh as much as i'd like to well i'd like to be more so uh we split custody oh you split custody yeah, okay. yeah. She, she lives about three miles down the road so oh, that's not bad no it isn't it's not it's, that's good it's that you're good. still in the same city or whatever yeah so yeah well that's also in co-parent. the agreement so yeah so oh, i it's in the agreement well we we both agreed to it but yeah yeah, yeah. yeah but yeah so back to the agreement was you know i said no they get to explore however they want and sure. we will foster an environment of critical thinking right that's amazing and so yeah we both signed off on that so that was that was to foster an environment of critical thinking that's in there too because that's amazing i don't think i put those words in but i said that and and i got an assenting nod so i'm i'm happy for that because they're they're calling critical thought Mm -hmm. from our school from our compulsory school education system i mean that's what Mm -hmm. no child left behind was was basically taking critical thought away and and teaching to the test so that it's multiple choice i was a teacher of social science during that time and uh, it's one of the reasons I think I like Latin so much is that nobody can really come down on me saying well you're not doing it right it's like do you speak the language right. no well then how do you know like, you, you know all the yeah. prefixes and suffixes oh, you know so you know how fun. to figure out what so where language comes the from the, oh, God, the etymology of yeah. words and like where yeah. where they all okay come so from. etymology of the words so uh, go back to the bible for a second uh what is the fruit that the serpent gave eve well we think we say the apple but it right. could be it could have been a bunch of things it could have been yeah i like uh, to think passion fruit of, since it led to sex but sure uh, passion fruit, that's it's, funny. but it could have been any tree of true uh, the Romans have a word malum, which means apple, mm. but it could also mean evil. 
The huh. same exact word. And the thing is, malum could also mean apple, apple tree, pear, pear tree. The Romans oh. sucked at naming things. They really did. They didn't have much imagination. There sure. were 20 verbs for stabbing people, but there was like <laughs> one word for fruit, basically. Wow. So, and it makes sense because not everybody had access to fruit of sure. that kind. So it's just like, what is that? Ah, it's a, it's a, it's a malum, which is just, it's a, it's right. a tree fruit, you know. But they probably knew figs. Yeah, absolutely. I don't remember the word for it though, because I don't like figs. But uh, <laughs> the the word for apple is synonymous, literally a homophone for the word, and I say literally because there's letters involved, right. uh, for the word for evil, wow. uh, which if you go back well, to that Well, mal, story, M-A-L, works right. in a lot of the Malignant, Latin derivative. Maleficent, right, all but those things. It, en français, mal, uh-huh. M-A-L bad, means mm-hmm. bad. Mm-hmm. So, and in Spanish, muy mal. Right, yeah. malo. They so, put the O on the end. Yeah. Yeah, uh, but and it comes. That's interesting that it yeah. derives from the so, yeah malfactorum. Uh-huh. Yeah, and all that's, that stuff. That's uh, and that's why I think I per this is my own theory as a guy who knows the language. Uh, I think that that's where we got the idea that an apple was the fruit. Sure. Now, if you can get to that kind of a change from a few different languages, it'd be amazing to figure out what else had changed. Sure. Especially since you didn't really have eyewitness reports. Well, and, and it like started that. in Aramaic. I mean, yeah. so they took the scrolls from Aramaic and then they turned it into, the, then the well, Romans were, were in, in charge. For, I mean, Matthew is a Greek, Greek fellow. Yeah. Some you know? of them were Greek. So. so some of the texts were in Aramaic, some of mm-hmm. them were in, in Greek, then they moved them. Uh, some of them were in, uh, in Hebrew. Yep. And then those were all, and you're talking about Hebrew is a pictorial language. Mm-hmm. So if you're taking a pictorial language and then you're turning it into like a symbol mm. like a, into Latin right. and then not everybody could read that for so long right. the reason that priests were all special and shit is that they were the ones that knew how to read which is funny because you'd think that priests would actually put a clause in there that you know because we can read we should have sex with all the people we want and right. instead they went celibate I'm like what? yeah that makes no missed sense an opportunity yeah, there missed- buddy to, for education. Well, but the, I don't think they wanted people educated at that time. No, it, it certainly uh, leaned not on your own understanding, right. if you will. So, you know, and then you, you get it into Latin, and then you go from Latin, you get to the uh, Reformation, you go from Latin into German, you know, and you start mm-hmm. getting the printing press. And then, and so it's just, there's so many ways to play telephone just from that one right. religion, sure, sure. which was based on another religion, which, I mean, you know, and, and never mind the polytheistic religions, I mean... Right. When Caesar invades Gaul, he talks about how they they worship the same gods that the that we do, which is really the same gods that the Greeks do. Right. But that they worship these gods in slightly different ways, and like they all love the god of war because they fight each other, but they also really dig the god Mercury because it's you know he's about gathering wealth, and they love sure. piling their booty up in the middle of a city and not touching it. And, and then, like, but they all worship the god of death because they believe in reincarnation. And he's kind of doing it as a uh, these people are weird right, kind of right. propaganda piece. But, like, that's our understanding of their understanding of a god comes from, I mean, it's it's so many ways to, to screw it up. Well, and now we even have versions of the Bible, even in English. So yes. you have the NIV version versus mm-hmm. the... versus The, the NWA version. Right, the NWA versus, version. Yeah. So I have a... I have a, a tattoo that's of a Bible verse, and it's Second oh, yeah? Peter two eleven, mm-hmm. and it's "Don't indulge your ego at the expense of your soul." Now, that's sort of a really loose translation sure. of what it. So even when you look at it in the Bible, it's like that's the same verse, and I'm mm-hmm. like, well, the meaning of the verse right. is this, which I take from it. You know, as a as a comedian, it's which is also critical because you 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 look as soon as you say I take meaning from it, it. 
it's squishy. It's wishy-washy. Right. And, you know, it's what it, what was it? Everybody thinks the Bible means what they think. Sure. You know, that kind of thing, which makes sense. You know, people would hit you with Bible quotes and Bible verses. I always just kept Ezekiel 23.20 memorized because it was there she lusted after her lover's loins, whose emissions were like those of donkeys and whose genitals were like those of horses. That Wow, that's a, yeah, that's that's a, a good one. great one that's to hit people one. with. Sure. So, you know, they'd hit you with, you know, John 3.16 or Matthew 10.20 and right. you'd be like, Ezekiel 23.20, you just walk away and hope that they read it. Right, I, I so. hit them with uh, Le- uh, Leviticus 20.12, which is if you sleep with your father-in-law, you should both be stoned. Nice. I love to be stoned. Also, my ex-father-in-law looked a lot like Barack Obama. So, it's, hot you know, guy, yeah, hot guy. no kidding. Uh, yeah, there's, <laughs> but there's all kinds of in, the, in there's um, in Acts in the Book of Acts mm-hmm. that they talk about the church yep. being. A, uh, it's the first time that they talk about communism, and it actually turns to fascism because they murder two people. Right. They ask everyone in the church to give all of their possessions to the church so that they can give them to everybody, and everybody can be together like good little communists. Mm-hmm. And then. There's this one family, this man and his wife, and they sell a piece of land, but they don't tell the church, and the church finds out. So they bring him in. They bring in the guy, Uh and they say, hey, did you sell this piece of land? And he goes, no. And they say, well, God knows that you did, and he's going to strike you down. And then all of a sudden, God strikes this person down out of nowhere. I think that they struck him down. But then they call in his wife, and then they Mm. drag him out and bury him. And then they call in the wife and they ask her and they said, now, did you sell this piece of land? And she goes, no. And they said, God knows you did. And he just struck down your husband. And then she gets struck down by God. Wow. So both of them get busy. struck down by God. And I'm thinking, no, I think that the <laughs> yeah, the church kind of said that you're yeah. bad and they killed him. They went a little lottery on them or something. Yeah. So, but it's the it's the first like sort of big mentioning of communism mm-hmm. in the Bible, and I love to br- break that out against oh, yeah. like Christians that are like Christian capitalists, richy pants, yeah, yeah, assholes, and be like, oh, well, you know, you know, it's uh, because I translate and because I teach uh, the Latin. There's uh, there's this wonderful section that I do every year, and it's Trajan talking to. Pliny, I think. Uh, Pliny the Elder or Pliny the Younger? Uh, it is... Both delicious beers. Yes, I've, I've heard. Um, <laughs> I have friends who like microbrews. I think it's the Elder because the Younger sees Vesuvius. No, it's Pliny the Younger. It might be Cato. Anyway, it's one of those guys. Uh, so it's, uh, it's, it's Trajan talking to him. And uh, he writes this report of like, okay, we've got Christians in our area. Here's what we do. We question them. We give them a chance to recant. We give them a second chance to recant. We ask them, are you sure? And if they say, oh, you know, I was a Christian once, but, you know, I, and it's funny because it's, it's the reverse of now. It's like, yeah, I was a Christian. You know, I, I dabbled about 20 years ago when I was in college. There's yeah. this girl I liked and, you know, and, and so I'm not a Christian now. I, I've learned the error of my ways. At which point uh, Pliny would say, okay, great. Uh, burn this incense, drink this wine and say a blessing to the emperor. I brought a statue. Go check it out. Uh, and he says, which no Christian should be able to do. Right. Because great. Graven images. Exactly. Right. Uh, if they pass that, no problem. Go about your day. It's fine. Uh, if they don't pass that, 
He's like, okay, well, that kind of stubbornness needs to be punished. So I led them away to execution. But if they're a Roman citizen, they get to have a trial in Rome. So he'd send them away to Rome. Uh, uh, Trajan writes back to him and says, you know what? What you're doing is pretty good. This is all really good. Uh, be careful that you don't take any false uh, false accusations, though. So if somebody posts a list of people, unless there's a signature at the bottom, don't listen to it. So he's like the emperor is straight up saying, yeah, these people are crazy. They're a wacky ass cult. But you know what? Uh, anonymous postings not worth your time sure so then Pliny writes back and he says okay by the way we found uh some people who said that in their youth and he describes essentially the eucharist he says they get together uh before they admitted to getting together before dawn uh and and chanting things back and forth to each other singing things back and forth you know hymns sure uh, in the name of jesus as though this guy was a god um by the way, this is uh, in the 130s, I want to say. It's a little sure. before that. Uh, so a while, or maybe in the 80s. I can't quite remember. Um, things compressed for me. But uh, And then he says, uh, and and I tortured these two women. I, I tried these two women like slaves, which is you have to torture them first. And I found nothing but a depraved and superstitious uh, set of beliefs. And I just love that that phrase depraved and superstitious is is being applied to a religion that within 200 years becomes the state's religion right well so weird it, it is it, christianity is weird because it's basically it's oh they're especially all weird. catholicism though yeah. there are some weird rituals like mm-hmm. let's all eat and drink the body of our lord and savior let's cannibalize mm-hmm. cannibalize our this figure right and that eating eat, eat my body in remembrance of me that is weird shit yeah and then he culty. rose from the dead like zombie Jesus and we're like right. kosher zombie Jesus kosher zombie Jesus yeah, yeah. no it's, it's crazy it's, to me yeah it's it's all well it sounds a little culty which is what the Romans thought of it as sure. like this is a weird ass cult and I mean the difference between a cult and a religion is number of adherents is your leader still alive how long has it been that's, that's so basically cults it. are leaders that are still alive tend to be or okay. they're within a generation of being dead i mean sure. you know america went to war against mormons because they thought they were a cult when did we go to we went to war against uh-huh. mormons james buchanan got to be president because he promised to wipe out the mormon menace in the west wow yeah that's the guy that led up to lincoln by the way wow. <laughs> the shittiest president we had he, wow well religious person they thought that well the Mormons shittiest are until of, the next 45 but yeah, yeah 45 is the yeah. worst uh but wow. but yeah the mormons were such a threat because they were setting up their own little republic like they started in missouri well they started in new york went to missouri then ended up like they're like fine we'll go to the middle of the desert follow us there and people are like nah you're good it's cool yeah you're we're far not gonna bother away, yeah and then buchanan was like ah, i can't stop there and then i mean there were some slaughters well, that happened th- that's that's really interesting i didn't realize that they yeah. hated the mormons mm-hmm. the mormons have set it up though they're smart they've got the business mm-hmm. frame it's, it's very american it's i mean they force everybody to tithe 20 percent mm-hmm. 10 but yeah Oh, I thought it was 20. Well, to get a temple recommend, it has to be 20. Oh, is it? Okay. So if you want to make money, mm-hmm. this it's such it's such a nice little pyramid scheme. Basically, mm-hmm. let's say that we're Mormons here in San Francisco, and cool. we belong to the Mormon church. And let's say that you have a dry cleaning business. Uh-huh. Now, if you pay your 20%, now you have a temple recommend. I can't have a dry cleaning business because everyone from our church goes to your dry cleaning business. Oh, neat. That's the temple recommend. So you have to go to a church that 
and if you want to start a business, uh-huh. it has to be something that they don't have yet. Or that they're cool with competing and right. like they get to set the terms. Wow, that's exactly. kind of like becoming a taxi driver in New York. Sure. <laughs> well, it's, but it's you have to tithe. If uh-huh. you, and if you don't tithe, the, the church accountants come after you and you can lose your temple recommend. Wow. So they can basically make and destroy your business. Nice. But that's why they have so many kids. Well, they have the kids because they want to populate their own right. their own uh, fucking planets. I'm like, this, it's just so... I. It's one but of those things really... now it's a religion. It's a now religion. It's really, it was Same a with cult. Dianetics. That's, yep. Look at Scientology. Oh, yeah, yeah. That's like... Was people, a cult. Now it's getting toward religion. Yeah, Absolutely and is. I've tried to read some of those, his weird books. Boy, are they yeah. fucking weird. Yeah. It gets like... I mean, and but how dumb are we as people that we're like, yeah, let's believe in aliens, thetans that are invading our brains and we have to spend all this money to touch these electrical things to flush them from our bodies. Are you kidding? I feel like we could make up anything at this point. We have. Right. <laughs> Multiple times. Well, and that's, you, you said earlier, the, the human brain is so amazing. I think the human brain is, is a, a fantastically limited strange thing i mean it stopped evolving two hundred thousand years ago uh that's long before societies really got rolling you know like it hasn't evolved it hasn't really changed since we were in small little bands of hunter gatherers so the result is we i mean we operate again I'm, i'm a fairly rational person i absolutely acknowledge that i operate somewhat based on fear uh, huh. You know, and then we operate in weird ways based on that. And we do weird, you know, it's, it's I think uh, somebody said that religion was our first and worst explanation for why we die. Oh, uh-huh. uh, and it's so true. And I mean, you you yeah. get like a first impression of a person. Good luck on breaking that first impression anytime you see them. Like right. even if like, you know, uh, they leave a bad taste in your mouth. Uh, and the next time you see them, they're the nicest person in the world. You always compare it to that first time. That's really stupid, you know. Right. And it's our and again, our brain it makes perfect sense for two hundred thousand years ago. Well, now you start adding on to that different ways of societies, different rules, different sure. religions, and all kinds of stuff. And it's really easy to see why people end up believing in any of the weird shit they believe in. I mean, I'm <laughs> I'm an anti-theist. I'm not a, I'm not a big fan of religion. I think religions are are fun and interesting in the same way that I think that Dungeons and Dragons is fun. And sure, sure, sure. But I. I also, or Star Wars, that's kind of I know, my, Star, I was going to say oh, Star Wars is almost its own religion at this it, point. Yeah, I, I have yeah. my own cosplay costume. I nice, guess. yeah. But I don't believe in any of it, you know, and, and but like, there are people who legitimately believe in aliens being here, and I don't sure. see that as any more or less wacky as my friend who's Mormon on Sundays goes to temple. Sure. It's, it's, it's you know, and both are just as deserving as my res- of my respect, as long as they're not being a dick about it. Hey, cool, play on. See, I think that aliens do exist on our planet uh-huh. like let's take the giant squid for example okay it's got all these weird look at any cephalopod we can look mm-hmm. at any cephalopod and sure. i go that is some alien fucking life form they live on they breathe water mm-hmm. that's fucking weird they've got i mean the only thing that really we have the same is they both they have two eyes well but you do know that water covers like 75 percent of our planet it's weird that we don't breathe it really statistically uh, sure actually yeah because <laughs> you know. but it's but that's weird i suppose and like look at cats cats uh-huh. have those weird slanty eyes and they uh-huh. can have round and oblong uh-huh. 
pupils. That's fucking alien they technology. Hunt at night. Well, but the, but the, their eyes do completely different things. I just think that there's sure maybe things came from other places. Okay. Now, and that's why we have so much biodiversity. Is that? Let me let me ask you this yeah. because I don't I don't believe in any of that. What's the difference between that and believing that Jesus Christ is someone's Lord and Savior? I mean, you you've clearly cast yeah. off one for the other. So what was the dividing line for you? I would don't mean to interview say the no, no, no. That was um, so when I was I was super Jesusy and I really drank the Kool Aid until I was about eighteen, and I found out that there was this guy who was the pastor of our church and his name was Ron Lee Davis and he'd been there for years and he'd written like five books and everybody Anybody thought he was so Lee, great. You don't trust right exactly. Yeah. So everybody thought that he was the best and every Sunday he had sure. this thing. He talked about how much he loved his family and his two kids and his wife and the whole deal, and then it turned out that he was sleeping with like 17 women in the church that he sure. was he was like giving them one-on-one -on -one counseling but he was mm -hmm. basically saying that by having sex with him they could absolve their sins in some certain way and so he got them all it's a pretty common dodge for yeah. leaders yeah. but uh, so a huge church in uh -huh. Danville rich rich people and it all like came out when I was 18 that this guy was just a huge liar and mm -hmm. just a fraud and just the hypocrisy and for me I was like I, uh, and then it sort of lifted the veil of, wow, all these things that I've believed, you know, he's been lying about so many things. What sure. else could he be lying about? Okay. So then it sort of just busted the whole thing wide sure. open for me. And I was just, I had just gone, started going to college and so I was taking you. a lot of theology classes, just not theology. It was like world theology right, yeah, yeah. And, yeah. and stuff just for G general ed stuff yeah general yeah. ed stuff and I was like wow so, so what got you into cats being aliens then oh because I there. love cats okay um, and I've always loved cats and I think that cats are amazing and unique and I mean there's a movie in 1978 by Disney called The Cat from Outer Space and I didn't even know about this movie until after I came up with my theory about cats being aliens so clearly Disney's got its hand on the pulse of whatever so I think that that now that I know that that movie came out in 78 I'm like it completely legitimizes my theory that cats okay. are from outer space and we just need to bow to our alien overlords the cats and they make our lives so much better if you just like listen to your cat and spend time with your cat look do what they do yeah oh, take they, a fucking nap yeah like it's gonna make your life better oh, and yeah. you know well, and they bring you dead things all the time because they think you're too terrible at hunting so they're right. like here I, I brought you this because you're an idiot right so here you go and so. they're wonderful little uh, carnivores they get 70% mm -hmm. of their water from the dead things that they eat so mm -hmm. we we've really fucked them up with all this kibble but I, my cat told me he wanted to eat an egg every day and so now every day he gets a, a fresh egg and uh, it's the easiest raw food for me and he yeah. loves the tuna he, sure. he likes salmon better than tuna we know this but only raw he will not eat that shit cooked <laughs> and he won't eat it out of a can either mm -hmm. he won't eat canned tuna he won't eat he won't eat gross cat food sure. he only eats real fish and like I only feed him stuff that I would eat myself because I'm a crazy cat lady. But no, it's because I listen to my cat and I bow to my cat, the alien okay. overlords, the cats. And I so you, like, you've chosen. I've chosen, you've yeah, chosen. the cats. Yeah. And I have a lot of small friends I hang out with, like 11-year-old kids. And, and one of my friends was like, I want to start a religion about cats. And I'm like, honey, let's do it. Let's nice. We'll look up some pictures. We'll get it going. We'll write some theological texts. We'll sure. do Why not? Yeah, in two generations, you will have 
uh, something exiting from being a cult and starting to be a religion. Sure. That seems to be the, the, the path. Right. And so. look at and if Dianetics can exist. Sure. And the Mormon thing, he put his head in a... In a, he put the tablets in a hat, mm-hmm. and an angel did the translation for him. Yep. Like, I, I, do we not see the amazing holes in this story? And people, oh well, you just have to take it on faith. You just have to have faith. And I'm like, like you said earlier, mm-hmm. faith. I, I like facts. I don't know. Says the person who worships cats. Well, I mean, I well, worship cats that. because I'm also, I also <laughs> completely admit that I'm a crazy person and that Fair. no religions actually exist. So we can make any religion. No, well, I'm, they I'm exist, totally down for that. but it's like, yeah, you know, it's it's you know, here's here's the thing, and this is gonna piss off anybody who knows me, probably, especially anybody of faith or who likes alcohol. Um, to me, those two things are very similar. I've chosen not to indulge in either, mm. but they both have the same kind of effect. They intoxicate. They make you feel better. Mm-hmm. They make you feel warm. Sure. I've certainly, like, I've spent time in churches with people praying. I even converted for about three months. Uh, so, uh, you know, I was young. You know, there was this girl. Sure. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> it's not too far from the truth, sadly. That's so funny. But, uh, but you know, you... you you get that same warm feeling, that sense of camaraderie, you sure, know, sure. Uh, and, and, well, there's something about so. energy though. When there are sure. 400 people in a room and they're all singing the same song, mm-hmm. there's something that happens, or you know, chanting the same, chant chanting the or, same yeah. chant, but there's some sort of like Vulcan mind meld thing. where like, we're all yeah. thinking the same thing at the same time. And there's, oh, yeah. there's a lot of energy and connectedness in that. Oh, but absolutely. Everyone could just sit, you know, you could sit in a pretty field and hold hands or mm-hmm. whatever and, and contemplate the nature of grass you and you'd probably have the same feeling of togetherness. Yeah, my dad grew up in San Francisco during, uh, partly during uh, the, the summer of love. People did that all the time. They came here to do that, right? You know, and, and stuff like that. Absolutely. I actually was uh, raised in San Francisco for a little while. Oh, so cool. Yeah, coming through here, I'm just like, ah, oh, there's a neighborhood I used to live near. Oh, there's another one. You know, stuff like that. So, but uh, it's yeah, it, it's it ends up being again. If if you want to get down that way, get down that way. As long as you're not a dick about sure. it. Same thing with the alcohol thing. Sure. Like, you, you want to do that? Cool. Just don't be a dick. Right. Like that. That that's as close to a religious compulsion that I can have is don't be a dick. What? And I, I totally agree which I with learned that. from Star Wars. By the way. Yeah. Don't. Yeah. yeah don't be a dick. That's mm-hmm. pretty much the easiest way to not, you know, to, to have good relationships with people and mm-hmm. not fuck things up. Uh I had a I had a thought and then it 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 fell out. Dang it! Um, not being a good person. Do you? Uh, mm-hmm. So this is like a. Some people believe that it's important when you have children uh-huh. to instill religion so that nope. they'll know they'll have an external sense of right and wrong that someone's telling them besides their parents. You know, so like if you're a parent right. and you say this is right and this is wrong, they can eventually say, fuck off, I don't believe what you believe. Right. But so if you, there's this other bigger group. A thing bigger than mom and dad. That says, yeah. this is this and that is that. And then, but then. I've gone the other way with it, honestly. Like, uh, my okay, so my son is mildly autistic. He's on oh, the spectrum. Uh-huh. Uh, he's, he has autism, rather. Um, and he uh, he's the sweetest damn kid in the world. And he gets frustrated easily. And sometimes he won't answer you because he forgets that you're supposed to answer questions. Does he stem? He's not that he far. Stems, yeah. uh, he stems, yeah. He'll run around and slap his wrist. Oh, okay. That's uh, not bad. Yeah, and uh, and he'll tell himself stories. 
which my buddy my buddy Sabine does that. She's, okay, she has she's on the spectrum. Yeah, and and actually I, I she started, checks out and goes. Yeah, she starts she starts being like and then the top of the and then I was at that yeah. and we went down to the store and then we went to that. Yeah, he'll tell himself we stories about cheese, Thomas cheese. the Train. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. He, yeah so my daughter was too. was asking him a question and she's five and she's a little Spitfire and she's not on the spectrum. Um, and she asked him a question like four or five times and this happens. He ignored her. He's older than her. She's her whole life has been kind of torn asunder for a bit. So she's like, I will make you empathize, empathize with me. Right, right, she right, punched right. him in the nose. <gasps> yeah. So I hear about that. He comes in and tells me she punched him in the nose. Oh, and oh. I throw her ass on timeout. Uh, I, we're not a hitting family. Right. Um, but I throw her on timeout. Uh, and then when I calm down to the point where I can handle. Shit, did he make his nose bleed? No, thankfully. Okay. Uh, but, uh, you know, I, I, I talked to her for a while. And what I did, I didn't say it's wrong to hit because it's wrong to hit. I don't go external. I go internal. Oh. And and I don't even do the, how would you like if someone punched you? Because that in itself has limits. You know, it's the, the golden rule is flawed, I think. But I talked to her about, look, uh, I completely understand your frustration. And first off, when do we hit? I started with that. When do we <laughs> hit? And, and she's like, never. I said, that's not true. There are times where it's okay to hit people. Wow. And she said, okay. And she knows. And she says, wow. when, when someone's hurting you and not stopping or when someone's hurting someone else and not stopping. I said, right. Then it's okay. Do we hit any other time? No. So you need to keep that safe. You don't go around hitting if you don't have to. Right. But then I told her, like, okay, so you know how your brother thinks. You know, I had to get from her what had happened. And she told me she didn't like that she was being ignored and stuff like that. I said, great. What are some ways to stop someone from ignoring you? And so then I kind of role played it with her. I said, I want you to talk to me and I'm going to ignore you. And then she did. And I said, now I want you to talk. I'm going to talk to you and I want you to ignore me. So she did. And I turned to her. I said, hey, Julia, it really hurts my feelings that you're not paying attention to me. Yeah. And she turned her head. And I said, see, that's what you see? could have done with William. And it wouldn't have been a problem. Instead, you punched him. I had to get involved. So sure, sure. I try to build intrinsic outward. Like, it's always important to be kind. It's always important to recognize that you're going to blow it. And it's always important to go back and apologize once you figured out that you've blown it. Right. And if you do those three things, you're probably 90% of the time going to be all right. But I don't, I don't, there's no God's going to punish you or reward you sure, for it. Sure. It's, this is how we are. Cause this is the best way to be. And, and it's not even, this will get you what you want. It's, this is the right way to go about it. Sure. And, I mean, good luck on proving me wrong that kindness is a good idea. Right, 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 right. So. Yeah, kindness is always a good idea. Well, and I, poof, one of, it, the problem with my, my hang, people I hang out with, mm. the small people, uh, one of them who's on the spectrum, mm -hmm. she tried to stab her sister with scissors the oh, other Jesus. day. And I was like, I, it was, yeah. I couldn't even, I was like, but this is, what? Yeah. What? Yeah. The, and she, I know she knows, she's not so autistic, that she, but she plays it sometimes. She mm -hmm. plays this game of like, well, I'm just a retard. And it's, yeah, like, it's like, you are yeah. totally playing everybody. You don't yeah. get to stab. Oh, they don't even know that word in my house. Stab? Like, no, no, oh. retard. Oh, okay, uh, good, yeah. yeah. I just, yeah, none of that. And I even talked to her. I said, look, you know that your brother's brain works differently than yours. And that's how I've right, explained it. Sure, and I explained it to sure. him the same way. I'm like, you know it works differently. And sometimes I need to get him to pay attention. And I have a hard time. Time. So I understand where you're coming from, right. but I've never punched him for ignoring me. Right. You don't get to either. Sure. You know, and, and just so that kind of thing. And, and really, I guess what it really is, is at, at the end of the day, I'm trying to teach 
decency and compassion. Right. And I'm trying to do it in a way that doesn't involve some sort of externalized system uh, that has all kinds of other baggage with it. Sure. I mean, we've been kind of picking on Christianity, but yeah, I know. I mean, well, it's all of it. Judaism, yeah. the whole, the whole thing. All of them. All of them. All of them. Because you're automatically, you know, setting something above them. Sure. That uh, that in some way has power over them, and it's like that's. Nah, I don't even like them to think that you know. Like anytime I say you know, why don't we do this? If they say because you said not to, I'm like no. Oh wow. Why do I say not to? See, that's really good and parenting. Well, I, I I have to be good at it because I only get them half the time now. Oh. So you know, and right. and I'm sure their mom's doing the best that she can too. Sure. But I don't have them all the time, so it concentrates the time that I need to spend with them. Yeah, so absolutely. It makes the lessons a little bit more dear. I used to teach junior high and high school. Really? Uh, what did you teach? I taught special education. I taught um, oh, wow. emotionally disturbed kids. Yeah, of course. And the thing that always made me crazy, and I tell the parents this, I would say, I only have them for six hours a day. Right. They're on the bus for an hour. Right. And you have them the rest of the time. We have to work together. Uh-huh. Like, I'm like, we, you can't expect what I'm doing for six hours a day at school to last yeah, unless you're backing unless you're me up. Yeah. I'm like the behavior management that I'm using in the classroom. Uh-huh. You have to keep doing that at home. Otherwise like it'll got, only work in this context. Right. Exactly. And only sometimes because they're getting reinforcement on right. other behaviors. Yeah. And the negative reinforcement, right. of, you know, the, the positive reinforcement of negative behaviors or really mm-hmm. with certain ADHD kids, all, but all attention is positive attention. Right. So they're going to seek any attention. All attention right. is positive attention, even if it's negative. That's what so, stand-up comics are. Right. <laughs> it's a little more focused. But yeah. so I was dealing with parents where they'd say, well, when he just in the store, he'll just start screaming. And I'm like, well, then take, take him out, out of the out store. Of the store. Yeah. But I have to, well, yeah. no. He's got you over a barrel now. Exactly. So yeah. it's like if you, I've been with small children when I've been nannying mm-hmm. and when they lose their shit on the bus, I take them off the bus. Yep. I don't sit there and go, oh, here's an iPhone. Look at this. Or here's, right. or, you know. I, Let me distract you. I say, we're going to get off the bus until we figure out what's, what's going on and then we'll get back on the bus. And oh, yeah. then I've had them lay on the ground and I'm like, if you want to lay on the ground, you're cool. on the sidewalk right now. You are safe. Yep. That is fine with me. We I'm can sit, sit over here. here. Come yeah. get me when you're ready. Exactly. We yeah. can sit. I'm going to keep you safe and we're here and when we're ready to get back on the bus, we're ready to get back on the bus. Yeah. But some people will just ignore the behavior and I'm like, or yeah. they're tired. I mean, I, you know, yeah. they're, they're busting ass. It's 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 tough. They're, they're and they're not getting paid for it. That's right. the thing is, I'm a nanny. When I babysit, I'm being paid to be a really good yep. parent. So it's for twenty bucks an hour. It is very easy to be really patient. Yeah. Because I'm being paid for it. And you can give them back. And you give them back. <laughs> yeah. But with helpful. If if I had I I couldn't have my own. And people tell me, oh, you'd be a great parent, blah blah. And I'm like, no, I'm a really really great nanny. Mm-hmm. And I was a really, really great teacher, mm-hmm. but I don't, I mean, if I had my own kids, I would most likely smack them. Yeah. I've, I've, <laughs> I'd be like, <laughs> I'd give them the stink eye one or two times and be like, sure. seriously? Yeah. I've, I've hit my kids each exactly once and I learned oh. my lesson real quick. They my, just look at you with those eyes and you're no, like, no, it was oh. more, <laughs> my son was, uh, again, you know, he's on spectrum. So him understanding at two, not to get up and get out of bed was exacerbated quite a bit. Sure. So, I mean, it was 15, 20 times going up and down the stairs. 
uh, hearing thump, 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 thump. And I'd go back up there and it, I got progressively worse sure. to the point where I'd be kicking open, not kicking open the door, but throwing open the door and yelling, you know, get sure. in bed and, and all this kind of, so he, he was running to the bed. And then, you know, as soon as I left, as soon as I would close the door in his mind, dad's gone, you know, no object permanence right now. Sure, so, you know, sure. and he'd get and back up. Too, yeah. So then I got to the point where I'm throwing him into the bed. And uh-huh, uh-huh. in fairness, there were pillows. I made sure, you know, I was still somewhat in command right. of my faculties. And then it got to the point where I, you know, like he would run before I could grab him. And I reached my hand up and I started coming down on his diapered behind. And I realized I need to turn this into something smaller. So I did two fingers swat and he starts wailing. Wow. And I do exactly what any good parent would do. I yell at him for wailing. And, <laughs> and so I walked downstairs realizing I've blown it. But consoling myself with, at least he'll be afraid of me enough to stay in bed. And as as I step to the bottom step, I hear, thump, 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 Oh, thump. no. And I'm like, okay, fucker, you got me. Yeah, I, I got Because there's no way to escalate from there without being terrible. And so I've never since hit him. Uh, my daughter, I, it was a very similar kind of situation. And I, you know, I, I hit her and I realized, why would I do to her what I refuse to do to him now? Sure. And it just, so, no. Uh, there's, there's. A hundred better ways and only worse ways if I keep going that way. I had to hit a I had to hit my autistic friend once, but it was because well, she's she an adult. reached if she's an adult, that's fine. No, no, no. She's oh. a child. But she was she was gonna burn herself. She oh, was playing different. with the stove yeah. and yeah. I ran in there and she was like reaching oh, toward yeah, yeah. the fire with her little hand. That's expensive. And I that's, yeah. slapped her hand out of the Absolutely. light. Absolutely. See that's and I was like, No, and yeah. I, I almost thought, well, maybe I should have let her burn herself because she wouldn't do that again. But I was like, it is hot. We don't. Right. I was like, you cannot. Because I cook with her all the time, but it's uh-huh. when we're together. I'm like, you cannot do this alone. You right. don't get access to the stuff. Because especially they have a they have a gas stove. And if she fucks it up and doesn't turn it on, she's just going to have gas leaking all over right. the house. And then somebody hits the pilot. And then, and right. And now we've got a fireball in the kitchen. So it was like, it was one of those moments where yeah. I didn't. My voice didn't do it enough. Right. I had to physically get in there. Yeah, and that's physically interceding. That's not hitting with the purpose of right. I'm disciplining you this way. Right. Yeah, no, it's, it's it was very, like, that's, that's it was like away. <laughs> yeah. No, I've I've certainly grabbed uh, my daughter is and my son as you know because all kids go through that phase where they try to hit you. Sure. And you know I know enough about martial arts that I'm just like I'm gonna joint lock you. Every time I've, I've held, so. I've I've held little hands right. f- from hitting sisters and from right. hitting people, so and I've held little feet when they. I mean, I've seen some when when my autistic friend was really young. She mm-hmm. she didn't know, she didn't understand sometimes that when she was physically acting out that she could actually hurt people. Sure. She didn't she didn't recognize that None. feet kicking feet really can hurt adults. Right. She just wasn't that wasn't her thing. She didn't get it yet. Now yeah. she does. Right. Now she knows and it's very clear and she can't play that game anymore cuz I'm like you know exactly that feet hurt and hands hurt. And that's like, I've actually gone over that with my kids too. It's like why did you do this? I don't know. No, you know exactly you know why you exactly did this. Why. We need yeah. to talk about that. Sure. You know, I'm, well, I'm the sure they're going to Yeah. They've got to process it mm-hmm. because otherwise. See, this all beats the shit out of because I said, sure. or because sure. God said, or because God's magic, or because right. any of those things are, are fantastic. Well, that's yeah, ultimately what true. it is. It, yeah. But I mean, all of those things are fantastic shortcuts. Sure. 
But if you only learn how to cheat, you never learn how to do the long division, so to speak. Of, Good point. Of, of being an ethical human being. Oh, right. Eth- so. Ethics and uh, you don't need religion to be an ethical person. No. Uh, now, do you believe in any of that secret stuff, the power of positive thinking, the law of attraction, anything like that? No, not really. No. Um, I think that you can hack your own brain. Um, I spent an entire semester smiling at people. Uh-huh. And sure enough, I felt happier. Um, you know, like that was my greeting was I would smile at them. Sure. Because you know? I'm, I'm kind of a, a somber looking fellow normally. Oh. Like my neutral face looks almost mildly hostile to people. <laughs> so like I tried to smile more and yeah, I, I hacked my own brain and, and they've, they've done studies where smiling actually activates centers in your brain dealing with pleasure and stuff like that. Sure. So it actually, you would think it's the other way around, but you can actually go, you you know, it's kind of like, it's a circle. You can start anywhere on the circle. Sure. I don't think that by saying I want to be successful at comedy, that will attract a successful comedy career to me. Right. I think right, by busting right. my ass, I might have a shot. Sure. Maybe if I'm funny or if I hook on with somebody who's funnier than I am and ride their coattails, which is probably the more likely scenario. <laughs> but you know, it's, it's, it's one of those things. Um, I don't, I don't, yeah, I don't really go for things that like, if I put it out into the universe, it'll come back to me. Sure. No, I do think that I can hack my own brain though. I think anybody can. Yeah. Um, otherwise chemicals wouldn't work. Ha ha. You know? So, I mean, those, those again, those are good ways to hack your brain and sometimes they're appropriate and helpful and sometimes they're shortcuts. Sure. You know, and it kind of falls to the person, but absolutely. Cool. Uh, now I was going to, your comedy, where do you yeah. primarily, I've never seen you. Yeah. Uh, I'm a Sacramento comic. Oh, uh, did you come from Sacramento all the I, way for this? I, I did, but also. You're an amazing human being. <laughs> you came all the, are you going to do open mic so tonight, right? No, I'm going back up because a friend of mine and I are translating together tonight. Uh, so. You're kidding. No. There's an open mic at, t- t- Wednesday's one of the best days to be in the city for open mics. So, I, you I can hit Eagle. Down. Right. Eagle is 545 signups for six to eight. You've oh, got, nice. yeah, then you've got Brainwash, which is right by the okay. Eagle. Then you've got Here from See, eight to here, 10. Here was my plan. I come down here and meet you and then I can start networking a little better. Yeah. But actually, the com- so I do comedy up in SAC. Okay. Um, you know, um, Joseph Lopez. Yeah. Jackie you, Peary. Love her. Joe jo Lopez was Jackie a student Pearl. of mine. Oh really? Yeah. Wow. Yeah, he was. Uh, he he had three years of Latin with me. That's hilarious. That is funny. Uh, but yeah, so uh, I know folks. Um, but yeah, I'm mostly sacked because I have my children. Sure. So I don't really get out on most nights. Now Wednesday nights I am free, so I will be hitting you up uh, via message to yeah. figure out what's where. Um, but actually, there's four on a Wednesday that you can oh, hit nice. easily. There's oh, nice. Eagle, uh-huh. Brainwash, okay. Here, mm-hmm. and then. Iron and gold. I'm gonna do that. And they're all in the mission, so nice. or in Mission Soma. Sure, so sure. you've got a car and you don't drink, so it's super right. easy super to get easy. from. And I just let me know whichever Wednesday, and I'll I tell will. them you're coming from SAC, and that way you can pre-sign on all the lists, right? So that you don't even have to like and get up and just make sure I hit the circuit. Yeah, it's so all you yeah. have to do oh, is just great. hit the four of them. I'd love that. But yeah, so I, I do I do SAC mostly. I actually um, I'm gonna plug just for a second yeah, here. Please, uh, my friend uh, and partner Daniel Humbarger and I we started uh, a show called capital punishment <laughs> um, we've had a few sf comics come up Sweet. um and we're actually going to be doing it at the throckmorton in october cool um and we've been doing it for over a year we do it at least once a month and it's it's literally it's a pun battle so ah. it's not straight stand-up it's you know there's a wheel with a topic so like the, oh. the wheel is you know it lands on religion and you and i are battling and whoever gets three strikes is out first wow and so it'd be like are, are, you, are you ready for this yeah well 
well, you know, I'll cheer you on, a little rah rah here and there, you know, and it's like, and then and or, so and then it'd be like there. there is only one God. Andy is a sun God. Rah rah right. rah. Exactly, and you know, it's cheer him on. I'm like, oh, you're a real bastard, you know, because that's a cat God. Sh- uh, and, you know, and then we would bounce back and forth, and if you repeat a pun, then you're you get a strike. Sure. If you don't answer the call, you get a strike, and if if what you say is a reference and not a pun then you get a strike wow. so you know you, you got some mormon you know and stuff like that you just get, and and he and i just uh we turned it into a competition and and now like we've got you know we're again we're gonna be in mill valley uh cool. in in october we're doing a show up in sac uh at luna's um on september 8th uh nice. got some really good comics um bobby uh, robert amoto um, I think he's actually a Bay Area guy. It might be East Bay, mm-hmm. um, but I've seen him in Sac a lot too, so I'm not sure where he's from. But we get uh, we get comics. You know, if, if you can pun, then you can be on that show. But I also do Ow. regular stand up as well. Sure, I'm, I'm doing a, a gig over at uh, Empire Comics on Friday. Cool. I'm Laughs Unlimited in Sacramento on next Thursday. So you're getting around. I, I do what I can. Um, you know, it's 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 peaks and valleys, and sure. you know, kids come first and. My work comes first, but I don't sleep much. So like, <laughs> I've, I've driven down to Santa Cruz with my friend Luke <gasps> Soyn. For DNA's three minutes? No, uh, but he and I are in, in, in contact with each the other. The Blue Lagoon is a great so, show, yeah. but you only get three minutes. Oh, and, and he is like on that. Is and it's, fill, it, it's a great room. And it's... Yeah. And it's great to do, but for me, I just can't drive an sure. hour and a half each way. Yeah, for three, for three minutes. minutes. Well, like, we did, we did come the poet on. and the patriot, uh, oh. so we could. Get, uh, Luke and I both are uh, friends and 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 fans of Dash. Oh, um, and uh, so we went down to the poet and patriot. Well, I had to work the next day anyway, so I drove us all the way down and all the way back. Wow. I've driven all the way up to Reading and back, which wow. like my friend Shahara. Uh, I've had people there, that have so. tried to book me for Modesto, and I'm like. Nah, I'm not going to go that far. And I've got a booking in Gilroy, at mm-hmm. the, and I'm headlining uh, one of, uh, what's his face, David Barbary's shows out in Gilroy, and mm-hmm. I'm like, how the fuck am I going to get to Gilroy? <laughs> I, I, my boyfriend's going to have to drive me. That's great. Well, that's not bad. So you have two ex-wives. I do. I'm going for a hat trick someday. Right. I only, have, right. I only have one ex-husband, but yeah. I'll never get married again. You made the leap again. Yeah. You went in a Well, the first one was time. a mulligan. The first one was really oh. a mulligan. You know, we were, we were 20, mm. uh, 20 and 21. Uh, it was born of tragedy. Her brother had died, and that kind of brought us closer together. Oh. Emotionally, we weren't mature enough. And, sure. and then we had more tragedy happen. Uh, we had a child that uh, was born too early, and... He oh. died like the day before my 21st birthday. Oh my god! Yeah, uh, if ever there was a reason to drink. Um, wow. But uh, so that I mean, oh. it didn't set us well, and and emotionally, she wasn't in a good space, and uh, you know, and then you had those things on top of it, sure. and stuff like that. So that that died after about four years, and then and then yeah, I took the plunge, fell in love. This woman was great. We were we were really good together, and. And you know, children are like the hardest thing. They're the children are the worst thing for a family. Isn't really. that <laughs> so funny? But I mean, the stressors of that, and I mean, statistically, eighty-five percent of families with a child with disabilities tend to break up. Right? So, yeah. Yeah. You know, it's 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 unfortunate. I mean, she's the mother of my children. I can't wish her ill. Right. Um, right. I wish that we got along better. But, sure. You know, it's it's not. It's not the institution of marriage that was the problem. It was ah. people changing. 
you know, especially the second time around, you know, we changed in different ways. It's so funny that people so. say people never change. And it's like, actually, people change do. all the yeah. time. Well, I remember yeah. even saying at one point, I'm like, you know, we could still make this work. And she said, I don't want this. I'm like, well, shit, neither do I. I'm saying we change. Right. We work, you know. Sure. But she didn't want to. And she, she doesn't get, wanna... she doesn't have to, you know. And right. So that that was her choice. It wasn't mine. Um, oh, wow. But it, it sucks. I mean, it, it sucks for my kids. My daughter still tells me. Uh, probably bi-weekly. Uh, you know, I was happier when we all lived together. Oh. I'm like, I wish you weren't this articulate yet. Yeah. You know? So, oh, but wow. it's, so I just, you know, I, I, I always tell her about times where her mom and I loved each other and I want them to both know that they came from love. And so there's pictures in both of their rooms of their mother That's uh, great. and us as a family and stuff like that. So it's, wow, you're a really good parent. I, you know, I have to be. And I always only ever feel like C plus at most. Really? Yeah. Well, you are, you're, you're t- really hard on yourself then. Cause yeah. it's like, you're, your, your concept of parenting is like, on the right trajectory. I, I don't, I mean. Concept and practice are two different things. I blow right. it plenty of pra- times. Praxis. If, yeah. If, with your, uh, with your yeah. Latin there background. You go. The practical. Pra- praxis. So. That is crazy stuff. I wrote yeah. a, I wrote a novel mm. uh, a couple years ago and it's about a five-year-old girl mm-hmm. who has a seven-year-old brother who's on the spectrum. Oh, wow. Who really loves trains and all kinds of no things. No shit. And yeah. Are so they gingers? Like, uh, no, in the book. That's uh, an editing Their names are Brianna <laughs> Bryce and Brianna are the okay. names of the kids in the book that Oof. I wrote. And, uh, yeah, so it was funny that those are the right, uh, yeah. the right ages. And trains, trains. Yep. Oh, my loves son train. loves trains. Yeah. We just rode a train last Sunday, and he's very happy about it. Yeah. Well, the train at the... Um, at the zoo is awesome. It's a yeah, tiny little steam train. We've been on it. And if you, if you're nice to the driver, they'll let you go a couple times. That Good it, to know. Especially if you have a child with special needs, they yeah. won't make you get off. If they're having that much fun, they'll be like, right. "Why don't you stay on for another one?" You I have went. To repay. I went to that zoo when I was a kid, and I've taken my kids to that zoo back when we were still all together. Yeah. And I wanted to this summer, but my fence fell down, so I bought a new fence instead. Right. But uh, they they loved that zoo. Uh, and my son loved that train. Like yeah. It was, uh, we, we, we loved it. And, you know, he's he he's very high-functioning. Like does he have a special thing yet, like, that he's, like, ridiculously good at? Is he super good at memorizing things? He's or is got he... a really solid memory. Um, he's not a savant in any way. He's got a really solid memory. He likes to repeat narratives a lot. Uh-huh. Um, but, I mean, he's... You know, his special thing is he's really super kind. He is the sweetest so damn kid. He's a giant, too. I mean, he's damn near five feet tall, and he's wow. seven. Um, but he... That's so funny. Yeah. My buddy Sabine, she's she's actually... They had to go to an endocrinologist because she uh-huh. started puberty early. Like, mm. earlier than her sister, who's... Oh, dear. Who's in junior high? Just start junior high, and sure. she's and I, we were like, she's got little boobies and little pubic hairs, and she's ten, and oh. we're like, and she's tall, she's mm. so tall, mm. and it's she's as tall as her thirteen-year-old sister, and it's oh, yeah. crazy because I'm wondering if that's like a a similarity. Sometimes if that's it's a, a body fat thing, huh? You know, if you have enough body fat, then you can enter puberty earlier. Huh. You know, and that's. But my my son, uh, no sign of puberty yet, thank God. But uh, he's, I mean, he's like four foot. Guy, he's like four foot six, four foot eight, something like that. I mean, he's he's you know like right up there to my to my chin, a little bit lower. 
but he uh, he's he's the sweetest damn. He loves cats. Oh, great! He loves kids. Like anybody who's littler than him, he gets down on their level, and he's just like he's got a little cousin. He's like, "Hi, Malcolm. You know, you're getting teeth now." And he explains what teething is wow. and just how much he loves them. I mean, he and he just loves making kids laugh. So his special thing is his heart. I mean, oh, he's just a that's sweet. So I know. Sweet. It's I. I am so. I don't want to say blessed because that's such a, a. I know. It's like I'm blessed, I'm, blessed, 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 blessed. I know. Being an asshole. Um, but I'm so damned fortunate that my kids both have such a sweet temperament. I mean, my daughter struggles a bit with with being angry, as to what's happened. Sure. Which is fine. But at the end of the day, they're both just such compassionate and sweet kids. Oh. Um, which I I just I mean makes it so much easier so maybe that's why i give myself a c plus like i'm working with good material you're working you know? with yeah so it's just it's 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 nice so awesome the comedy that i do when i'm not punning by the way often revolves around uh troubles of being a, a father of autistic uh, of, of being a father of a child with autism uh or i just teach the audience something about history or latin or pansies and shit like that so no dick jokes here like, that's so great so yeah wow no dick jokes well i, I know, my first year i was jokes. hacky oh a good dick joke is a good dick joke but the first year i was hacky like i'm supposed to be sure. and i had like three or four jokes about blowjobs and stuff like that and then one night i'd written a really good joke i'm like oh this is a good blowjob joke and then like like and i'm i'm 39 now right mm-hmm. so i get there and like five white guys aged 18 to 22 in a row told blowjob jokes and I just took uh, my joke and I'm like, okay, I don't need to be a part away. of this conversation there's right. no there's nothing new I'm going to bring to this sure so and after that I was just like no I'm, I'm going a different way I, I used to do highly sexualized material mm-hmm. until a good friend of mine who's a really really talented comedian Steve Poggi and he's been doing it for like 13 plus years and mm-hmm. he's a headliner like in the Midwest and stuff anyways he pulled me aside and he said you're better than that mm. he's like anybody can do raunchy sex jokes he's like mm. listen to the girls anyone anyone can do it he's like you're so much better than that you're so much smarter mm. he's like you could easily like talk about whatever you want sure he's like what do you want to talk about and it's like I kind of like to make fun of God he's like then do, do that it. yeah it's like don't you know like you said what are you going to add to the conversation yeah. about about dick jokes he's like if you want to talk about feminism mm-hmm. talk about feminism and make it funny hell yeah without you know he's like just it's just that my, my jokes were just highly sexualized and that which was, is fine I mean there's there's nothing there's wrong it, there's nothing wrong with that like right. I, I I am not I bear no grudge against anybody for doing any kind of humor that they think is funny. Sure. It might not be something, you know, again, you like wine, I like water. You know, sure. it's, it's just that simple. Like, it's it, great. Right. That's fantastic. If that's working for you, keep at it. You know, me, sure. it's, it's just not me. And, you know, my friend, uh, my buddy Keith, actually, um, Keith Lowell Jensen from uh-huh. Sacramento, um, he did a special called Atheist Christmas. <laughs> um, but he uh, he kind of, he mentored me in the, oh, in the beginning. Cool. And he kind of he gave me that permission to uh to give to myself of like no you find what works for you and you make that work instead of like go with what you think other people might dig um he also uh he and i talked recently and he's like you know you've been doing a lot of puns in your comedy too i'm like well it's the pun show kind of invading and he's like are you letting yourself do that i said yeah absolutely he said good because so many people are like oh no no i do this thing i can't do this thing i'm like no i'm gonna play with this for now sure and then i'll pick that back up when i'm ready to and and I, I found that uh, treating it like 
going to a buffet that I have, a, you know, a, sure, a, that makes a, sense. a lifetime membership to yeah. really helps. Like, sure. so it, it's allowed me to invest more in, in doing silly parts of fun jokes. You and know, puns, like I think puns are hilarious when oh, people so do them fun. well. And I, I love it. There's a guy, Joseph Ugalde. He does a lot of he puns. He did our show. He's, he's very, he's the oh, master he got, of puns. He got and Charlie to, Spink. Yeah. Charlie Spink might even be better than him. Okay. If you ever look into Charlie Spink, he. Thank you. Is yeah. puns galore. Yeah, Joseph uh, and Casey was... Scannell. Casey Scannell does them too. Okay, yeah, Joseph came up to to do our show, but uh, Charlie, Casey, we had. Um, I I had Natasha book Natasha Muse book uh-huh, for uh-huh. a show, but then we changed venues, which means we had to change dates, and so I've been chasing her down to try to get yeah her on She's on the show. Ass. Yeah, so uh, I've heard a lot. Uh, Ron Vi is, oh, uh-huh. is super quick, and so he's going to join us on our pun show. Awesome! Yeah, it's going to be it's going to be. And good. he's the guy from the punchline Punch. on Sundays, yeah. so yeah. he's a good one to. Mm-hmm. Get unfortunately, in your I have my well. Unfortunately, unfortunately for comedy, I have my children. Oh, on, on Sundays, the weekends. So gotcha. yeah, I don't because uh, I get them basically Wednesday through. No, I get them uh, Saturday afternoon through Wednesday morning. Oh, okay. So, uh, it, it which is it's good nice for fun. Wednesday, Thursday, Friday night comedy. But anything after that, it's like nope, sure. sorry, dadding. So I'll right. I'll take the slow way around. Right. So we uh, there's our picture of Jesus. I don't know if you noticed him. Oh, nice. uh, once during the comedy festival every year, I have a, a roast of Jesus, and then always on Easter, uh, Easter week we do a, a roast of Jesus. And we put him up on stage, and everybody Most makes fun. Most people do a roast of lamb, but I kind of like the roast. Right. Of lamb exactly. Of God, so that yeah, works. the roasted lamb of God, which <laughs> and I I like goat better than lamb, to be honest. I do too. I yeah. like it just a little gamier. I don't yeah. know why. I, I don't need tender meat. Like, I like... Well, goat is the pig of lamb, I think. I feel oh. like goat tastes like lamby pig. Lamby pork. Yeah, lamby I could pork. see that. Yeah. I could see that. I haven't eaten... I don't really eat pork anymore. I, I raised pigs when I was younger. Really? Yeah, we moved from here. So in the 80s, all of the baby boomers were, like, sick of the fact that they'd kind of, like gotten jobs and stuff so a lot of books came out about leave the rat race sure and uh and so my mom got us to leave the rat race which was funny because like you could tell when my dad got a promotion based on what district we lived in so like at first we lived on linden and fell before it was gentrified okay like i had to wear a whistle uh like you couldn't see the street signs you told directions by what prostitutes were on the streets wow like that. yeah uh and then uh so we moved from there to uh, the Richmond district. Uh-huh. Golden Gate and Arguello. Sure. Which back then it wasn't all that great. I mean, it wasn't as bad, but it wasn't all that great. But we were moving on up. Sure. Uh, and then my dad got another prom- uh, another raise or another promotion. He was, he fixed, uh, he fixed the streetcars for Muni. <gasps> Oh, I love your dad. Yeah. I love old-timey streetcars. Yeah. I love, 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 love old-timey oh, streetcars. We're, we're talking about the ones that, you know, have the... Not, yeah, they not, tout them out in the summer now, the ones that no, come I mean down the with the... No, I mean the real them. Muni streetcars. Like, oh. Yeah, like the, the Judah. Oh, you know, okay. Comes yeah, he fixed those. Okay, well, I um, love all yeah. Muni. So, God uh, bless Muni. <laughs> no, seriously, I love oh, Muni yeah. so much. And uh, anyone who ever says anything negative about Muni, I'm like, shut your mouth. <laughs> Motherfuckers. They are the best. And Muni's pretty rad. They, uh, You can get anywhere in the city. It's yes, one of the only places in the United States where you cannot have a car and you can viably live in the city and get to where you need to go to all of your jobs and all of your things with no car. Well, when you have a city that takes up the entire peninsula, yeah. it's going to be pretty dense. So yeah, it'll be yeah. pretty. So yeah, we moved to the sunset, lower uh-huh, sunset, uh-huh. not the upper. So like, you know, where your car would rust and we moved there. And then my mom uh, started reading those books 
and uh, we moved to Florida to start a self-sustaining farm Whoa. with like rabbits and chickens and pigs. It didn't work, but I did get to raise pigs and we slaughtered them. Well, we sent them to slaughter okay. and we'd had our freezer filled with them. And uh, your little friends. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And we named oh. them like pork chop and bacon because they were food. Right. But, uh, you know, it'd be weird though. It's like, oh, it's, you know, you would name like what animal it came from and then what kind of meat it was. So we'd have like pork chop ribs. Oh. It's like, what the hell are you eating? You don't know oh, until you open it. Poor pork chop. Oh, it was fine. They tasted delicious. And I, bet. I mean, I, I went bet. out there and I fed them and I caned them and all kinds of stuff. It wasn't beating them like Singapore cane. It was, you know, right. you, you make them move around so they get muscle. Uh, and so ever since then, I haven't really had the taste for, for pig because sure. why go back? Like, right. If you've had, had the best, right, you can't. It's like being that one guy from the Donner Party who right. became a vegetarian. <laughs> you know, it's the same. Well, I have the same problem with chicken now in that yeah. um, there's a halal butcher across the street mm-hmm. and they have the best, freshest chicken. And mm-hmm. I can't even get it from Safeway anymore. It smells rancid already. Oh, I like bet. chicken smells, unless it's super fresh now, I just uh-huh. can't even. So I can't eat like... El Pollo Loco or right. even like Campanero. I can't eat, I can kind of only eat chicken that I make myself sure. that I know where it was from. Cause it just, like KFC freaks me out. I feel uh-huh. like they're like yucky chickens. Uh-huh. Like they grow up in a yucky farm with and like downer chickens, downer sad chickens <laughs> with no breeks. And, and you want a chicken where you can taste its happiness in its blood. Yeah. Yeah. I, I mean, <laughs> I want to, I like, I like my halal butchers. That's, sure. Those are my, oh no, yeah, yeah. Fresh meat is like, I've kind of lost this, like I've lost pretty much all the flavor for any red meat now. I don't really oh. like steak or like I'll have a burger once in a while with my kids or something, but, uh, and, and I've kind of started losing the flavor for chicken. So I'm like working my way toward being a vegetarian just yeah. incidentally. Yeah. That's, you know, that's kind of like, how I eh. feel about it too. So. It's like incidentally, I just haven't been, uh-huh. I just haven't wanted to eat it unless it's yeah. really specific Yeah, for me. Like, like I have to be. There's certain burritos where I live that I'm like, oh, I like that burrito. It's got chicken in it. Cool. Whatever. You know, it's again, right. I don't, I don't have any ban on it, but like right. pork, I just don't mess with. Cause like, what's the point? Like right. it's hard to screw up sausage. It's hard to screw up bacon. But besides that, I don't really have any desire for like tenderloin or anything. Anything like that. Yeah, so. I, I agree. Uh, hey, what else? Uh, is mm-hmm. there anything else that you want to hit on? You've, you've done a little promotion. We've talked oh, yeah. about your comedy. Um, talked about how you... Trying to think if there are any other religions that we should uh, skewer a little more. Yeah. <laughs> it's, wow, we didn't really get into the... Yeah. Now, and I have respect. I have mad respect for Muslims, uh, mm-hmm. for the nation of Islam. Like, if you want to pray five times a day great like it's like a form of meditation almost sure. like i i mean i don't bear any ill will to people who really practice their religion if if, if they believe it and it makes them feel good mm-hmm. great yeah if you're not a dick about it that's, that's do cool. do your thing like yeah. and i almost consider uh religion or i don't know not do, do you believe there's a higher power or you nope. just say all of it's nonsense? We, uh, yeah. we, we created, we die, it's, we're dead. It's gone. Yeah, we're born, we're die, we're dead. We're I mean, dead. yes, it's energy, uh, but, you know, good luck, good luck going beyond that. Like, right. you, you know, it, which actually, you know, um, I talked about fear earlier and uh, I, I was having anxiety attacks about three summers ago that would keep me up late. Um, and it was... I was having anxiety about me dying. Now, I just had my daughter. Right. um, And my son was uh, three or so. My daughter was, you know, in her first year of life. 
and uh, I remember just having super anxiety about the idea of me dying. But it wasn't me dying now. It was me dying in my 80s. Really? Which is stupid because if you get to your 80s, you did good, man. Yeah, like, yeah, hey, yeah. Nice and job. you raised your children and everything right. for a long you know, time. You probably yeah. got to see grandkids. You right, know? right, right. But like the idea that after about 80 years, you know, I'm gonna start heading off this mortal coil. If I'm, you know, if I'm lucky to get that far. Sure, sure. I don't like my life is. I like my life. Sure. I'm not gonna sit here and tell you my life is the greatest thing ever, but neither is it shit. You know. Sure. But. Like, some people I know, they're like, you know, I can't wait to be done with this life, you know? And other people are like, I wouldn't mind if it ended now. I'd be fine now, you know, whatever. I'm like, no, I'm going to hang on to that son bitch as long as I can. Be- and it's it's a weird thing. I am scared of dying in my 80s even. That's like wow. I'm, I'm very much afraid of dying. Huh. That doesn't mean I want to be kept alive on machines and shit like that where I'm not right. conscious. But uh, it's... And I don't really care what happens to my corpse afterward. I mean, harvest what you can. But... Sure. But so it's nothing like that. It's just the the idea that, um, and I heard someone say this. I forget who. It might be Christopher Hitchens. I, I try not to quote him because he's a dick in most ways. Um, but uh, it was. It's not so much that the party ends. It's that the party keeps going, but you're not there without anymore. you. Yeah, right. no, I get that. And, and I hate not being invited right. to a party. And it's like, and I was always the last person to leave a party and stuff like that. And right. I wonder if I'm afraid to die just because I'm. I don't like gossip. Ha. And I don't want to be gossiped about it. Like, I won't get to be there to see my grandkids get to this age, probably. Right. And that, like, and I know I'm supposed to get out of the way. Like, right, that's right, the whole right. point, you know? Like, I, like I, I've, you know, I've, I've raised them. Okay, off we go. But I, I want to see everything that they go through. I want to sure. see all those parts of their lives. And it, like, it gets me emotional talking or thinking about it. Like, to know that I'm not going to see the last 20 years of my children's life wow and it it, which again like that's it's not rational i mean it's not as irrational as my fear of snails but it's it's still not (laughs) rational like on the list of things to be afraid of like it's it's probably number four as far as like you know least least rational down to most rational fears but like it's it's not a rational fear because it's it's so obviously going to happen it's part of nature i know i just don't like thinking about it either right Uh, my my buddy's grandmother is in the process of dying right now and Mm -hmm. she's 99 and he was like crying about it yesterday Mm -hmm. we were hanging out at the bar and he was getting really weepy because he was drinking a lot but uh, and he was and I said you know dude she's lived 99 years don't you cry for her she Mm -hmm. wants to go probably sure like 99 years I can't imagine wanting to go though like really? maybe if I if I end up in so much pain, if I sure. end up in you know such a bad way, but I can't imagine wanting to go. Yeah. Ever like my, my buddy, one of my buddies just died like uh, two weeks ago, J D. Buell, and he had stage four colon cancer mm-hmm. uh, for a long, long time for for two and a half years, and he, boy, he was he was he said he was ready to go. And that makes perfect sense. Yeah. Like, I, I understand that completely, but yeah. uh, you know I. I Unless something like that's going on, sure. There's no. Keep why would I want to stop this? And you've got the you've got the great kids. I do. You want to be around for them oh, as long as I can. Yeah. Thank you. <laughs> okay, <laughs> I, I will do what I can. All Speaking right. the truth. And I, I've been blessed. Thank yeah. you. So I, I, whenever I think when about I when yeah when I think about religion or whatever, if uh-huh. I want to 
rationalize it in my own mind. Because you got to think, why are there so many religions? Why do they even exist? And I think a lot of it has to do with the fear of death and mm-hmm. people like this explanation. It makes First them feel good. But I feel like there's a cone, right? That sure. goes up to the up in the sky and uh, it starts bigger at the bottom and it gets smaller at the top and there's all these ladders around it right okay. and each ladder is like a religion sure, so if approach. you've got like it's a different approach to sort of explain this thing that we can't explain it's almost like mm-hmm. science has a ladder and you know on the other side there's God ladder and then there's you know the Muslim ladder and sure. the, the my cat ladder and, and there's different rungs so even if you're on the same maybe you're on the Presbyterian ladder over here the Christianity mm-hmm. ladder and you see someone on the Lutheran ladder and they're farther down, you're like, ah, I'm better than you or what. But you could even be on the same ladder and there's mm-hmm. still like this sort of subjugation that I'm further along in my sure. in my faith or my religion than you are, et cetera, et cetera. But so that's sort of how I try to visualize the concept of, because you've got to wonder, like there's however many 7 billion people on the planet mm-hmm. or whatever. And that there is this thing in common where we, we have to create some mythology to give our lives meaning? I think, what was it? Claude Levi-Strauss said that we take the natural and we make it cultural. Huh. So dying is natural. Religion is cultural. Huh. And it's, it's religion is cultural and you can go ba- back to where that religion started and look at the climate and you can kind of predict what kind of gods you're going to have. Huh. Um, cooking. Oh, like I love you're, cooking. We're talking about chicken, right? Yeah. Uh, you get 10 people in a room, they'll all have a different recipe that's their favorite for chicken. Sure. Right? But really what we're doing is we're taking eating, a natural thing, and turning it into a cultural thing. Sure. And putting values into it and stuff like that. So, yeah, the, the cone idea, I like that because it is it is a universal human condition to be afraid of not being alive. Right. It's That's normal. Otherwise, you're a sociopath. That's when you just yeah. start killing people willy-nilly. <laughs> yeah. You're like, eh, life has no meaning. Right. Or you become a country star, Willie Nelson. You know, whatever. Uh-huh. But like, we're afraid of dying. Like somehow, some way, we got it into our heads that dying was a bad idea. Right. Okay, cool. And then, well, how do we explain why it's a bad idea, or how do we explain what happens after we die? Because we don't know. And you, and based on what you're eating, will help determine what your gods Isn't are like. Isn't that amazing? It's fun. It's that is. It is so funny that what. I mean, it's true. Hinduism, yeah. they don't they don't eat the cow. They're all vegetarians. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, it's so funny that food is so related to culture. And, mm-hmm. and that's one of the things why Americans are such cultureless assholes is that we have no food. Like, we, I mean, we do. We have this amalgamation in this melting pot of many different... We have whiskey. Yeah, we have whiskey. That's fair. Food. That's yeah, <laughs> well, and gross... Like, that's the thing is our culture is just this gross... Like it is, it is forty five. It is that guy. It's like excess. Well, yeah, it's portable England. Portable. Is, England. You know, really. Yeah. You know, if you love the the weather, you'll like the food kind of. Thing. <laughs> but, the English actually have come back ever since Gordon Ramsay. He's yeah. been. He's, oh, actually, they uh, the English uh, the idea of English teeth, by the way. Oh, uh-huh. uh huh. Has ceased to be like the English have gotten uh, because they have national health care because they have the universal oh. health care. Their teeth are getting straight. Now American teeth are starting to be the thing. Right. Well, we're losing teeth because half right. our people are fucking crackheads. That too. I was just I thinking mean, of uh, how many people aren't uh, taking advantage of, of universal health care in right. West Virginia and Kentucky. Sure, sure. Well, and they're so, doing yeah. a lot. Meth makes your teeth fall out. Yeah. Well, and, and for whatever reason. I just mentioned. Yes. And meth is a <laughs> so, problem. Yeah. And you've never done meth. 
No. You've never done any drug no. at all. Not a one. Have you? Name but you've done aspirin. I've not. I actually... Opiates? Nothing. nothing. No painkillers? Uh, I I think I was in my late 20s when I, when I took ibuprofen a couple times. Have you never had a surgery? So, I had my ankle... My ankle got broken, and I don't think I took anything for that. <gasps> I don't remember. I just iced it. Um, and it wasn't broken. I mean, it was the tendons all tore, and I needed to be casted and stuff like that. But um, I have had local anesthesia on different parts where I've had stitches or... When I was young, I didn't tell anybody about injuries, so I had a thorn in my leg that, like, I had a, a like, it, I'm about a half an inch. It got infected. Yeah. And yeah. so they had to dig that out. So, they, you know, put the local in there. But other than that... You've never no. had opiates. You have no. the best kidneys and liver. Probably. Oh, my God. I hope you're a donor. Like, oh, yeah, for, yeah. For me, there's no point in trying to donate my kidney or my <laughs> liver. Like, it, you can't that thing has gotten a workout. Right. But nobody else wants it, let me yeah. tell you. But yours, you've got some pristine fucking well, organs. Cholesterol probably is a problem for me. I don't yeah, know. But, <laughs> but, the, but your, yeah. your kidneys and your liver, those are... Oh yeah, I've, I've probably got your some lungs. Really you've good never filtration. smoked. Nope, never. You've never smoked a cigarette. Not you've a Never one. smoked not a, puff, a doobie. Not a drag. Nothing. I, Nothing. I, it's that is so. It's it's weird how something so mundane and boring uh, can capture the imagination so much because if everybody again talk about natural. Uh, one of the things uh, that a kid does when they can first stand is they spin themselves as At, fast right, as they can. Right, I did too on the on the side on the on the driveway and right. I cracked my head open on See? the driveway. It didn't stop you. Um, but uh, and I start doing it on the grass. Yeah, but like spinning <laughs> yourself is is a natural thing that all kids do. Um, if they can walk, they will spin themselves, and it, it's getting yourself dizzy. It's altering your consciousness. Yeah, that's not too different than getting drunk, taking drugs, doing all that kind of stuff. You're altering your consciousness. Right. So uh, again, take something natural and make it you know regional and cultural. But yeah, I've never. I'm sure I spun when I was little, but I've never, uh, I've never done anything, and so I'm, I'm definitely the odd one for kind of so suppressing odd. that, that very natural inclination. It's a natural inclination to, to want to get toasted. I mean, it absolutely is. Uh, but, but I don't yeah. even, dude. I smoke weed, the, base all day, every day, and usually I smoke during the show. But I'm respecting you and not, and not oh, doing think. it uh, in here with you. But, but on the show before, we were smoking mm-hmm. that vape pen the whole time. Really? Oh yeah, we were vaping it. Like I'm always, I always smoke pot just all day long. I don't, I can't even imagine life without it. See, I cannot. I literally cannot imagine life with it because I have zero frame of reference. Sure, it's a mild hallucinogen. I love it. I love hallucinating though. Hallucinating is like one of my favorite things to do. That sounds awful to me. Like I can't. Yeah, because it's like I don't want to see things that aren't there. I want to see what's there. Oh, I love talking to cats and babies. Oh, good lord. Things get weird. Oh man, I I can totally speak cat. I took way too many. I took this THCA. It's like the. It's the cannabinoid in the plant but it's not even supposed to be psychoactive but if you take it in great great amounts in a tincture form it's fucking psychoactive as fuck and I had a conversation with a three year old and a cat at the same time and I'm (laughs) telling you the cat was talking to the kid so the kid looks up at me and he goes why is the kitty so sad and I said well the kitty just his friend little kitty just died this big kitty and little kitty just died he goes yeah, the cat. The cat told me he's really sad, and I'm like, I'm listening to him too. Yeah, he's. And the cat's just like talking to us, meow, meow, meow. And I'm like, see, yeah, he's talking about how. Oh, I so mean, funny. we were literally. 
I also, I took too many drugs once and I'm on the bus. I understood Spanish. <laughs> I don't even speak Spanish. Like I, I understand French and I speak a little French, but sure. I was, I literally, it was like the words were above their heads. Like it was Netflix or something like the <laughs> closed captioning was on. Cause I was so fucking high. I was like, I understand Spanish now. How did that? It's an amazing drug. Okay. I mean, yeah, I, I cannot espouse the pleasures and joys of weed more than it, I'm telling you. And it's, and it's one of those things like, I mean, geez, you might as well be teaching grammar to a pigeon with me on it. Like, I, I can sit there and I can nod. Right. And I can but you'd my never head. eat an edible. You'd Nothing. never do it. Never. You just wouldn't do and it. And I won't. Uh, and now it gets to the point. So, like, for the longest time, it was like, well, you know, I have family history of addiction, but also I've got this streak going, right? So now I've got this streak going, yeah. and it's 39 years to go and like when my when my ex-wife left me i was like i absolutely had those feelings of like wow maybe i should try to do this try to do that try to do this and i didn't because i realized at the time i was 37 um and i realized well wait if i do it now and i want to get another streak this long i have to like be i have to start right away like you know how long it took me to get a 37 year streak Right. You know, how long is it going to take me to get the second one? Probably 40 years. Sure. You know, so it's because I'm not as efficient anymore. But like, it, it's one of those. So now it's kind of one of those, like, why? I don't know. Like, why, why, why do it? And I, I've had thoughts. I've had, uh, I don't want to say temptations yet or anything, but I've spoken with my lady about it. And I was just like, yeah, like, what if I did do that? And she's like, well, that'd be your choice. I mean, she's really cool yeah. about that. Yeah. Um, and she's like, yeah, that'd be your choice. And I'd be like. Yeah, but no. I don't, oh, I think you, you should know? go all in and you should Everybody smoke does. some crack. Yeah. I feel like you should just take the grossest, hardest thing. <laughs> you should just like do a huge rail of meth yeah. just to be like. Just to get my house really clean. <laughs> like get all those baseboards just gleaming white. Yeah. You know, the color that my teeth should have been, but but aren't anymore. No, I, I think. Also I'm the kidding. Fact that I don't I'm a think father, you should do crack. Yeah. I don't think uh, the fact that I'm a father is like, nah, I'm just going to. So if I do do anything like that, like it's it's gonna be a long ways away, and and by that point it's kind of like, oh, what's the point? What's the point? Yeah, I think I've I've hit the what's the point part of sure. of of life when it comes to those kinds of things anyway. And you've already been through two weddings, and you Ooh. didn't drink at those. Nope. And it, I mean, it's so funny because honestly, alcohol is like mm-hmm. the if it is like really bad for me, and mm-hmm. and I. I didn't realize, like, as I look back, I'm much calmer now than I used to be. I used to be a way bigger mm-hmm. alcoholic. And I didn't even realize how ridiculous I was until, like, now people who I trust and are good friends will be like, oh, my God, Pam, you used to be hardcore. They were like, <laughs> you were so fucked up all the time. Wow. And I'm like, I was? So let me, like, let me ask you this. You yeah, because, because this is one of those things that uh, I constantly check myself on. Does it bother you that you missed out on on experiences because you were so fucked up? Well, I'm yeah. not saying that your life was worse for it, but like here was reality and here was your fucked up part. Like you weren't experiencing that; you were experiencing the fucked Wait, up. Well, part. and does that, the thing does is, that get to you or? no, I mean, because I don't, I make bad decisions when I'm drunk and when I'm sober. Oh, okay. But <laughs> uh, the thing that's different is that when you when I black out like for example last night I blacked out I didn't eat dinner and I had five IPAs so that's just even though, even though it was over five hours it just it was funny because I got off I got off stage at the layover and I'd forgotten that I went on stage so I walked up to the host after and I was like did I go up already and he's like yeah so I'm bummed because I 
I thought that I performed, but I don't remember what I did. I mean, I oh, know the wow. one joke that I did, but I don't remember the rest of it. So it's almost like a wasted sex. I have no idea what I performed. Oh my god! And then, but it's that because terrible. To no, me. no, no. But it's when I'm in a blackout. Uh-huh. I'm making. I'm all it is is that I'm I'm awake and I'm alive, and I'm being myself, which mm-hmm. is fine. I'm just my brain isn't collecting memories. Right. That's what a blackout is. It's not that you're. It just means that. When I was there, I was lucid and I was there right, and right, I was right. thinking and I was fine and I was interacting with people and I wasn't being obnoxious or anything. I was just being whatever. Oh yeah, I've, I've spoken with people who've blacked out before. Right, again, but again, sounds horrifying to me. Well, it's it, the thing is that when you're in it, it's not horrifying because you're there. It's right. just that your brain doesn't make memories. So, do I have regrets that a lot of my life I don't remember? Yeah. When does that come into trouble? When people come up to me all the time and go, "Remember we met? We had that conversation for forever at the and I I just have to look at him and be like you know that I was pretty much drunk through my entire 30s right and then they're like oh Oh." and I'll be like I'm sorry if I don't remember you I I really do drink a lot Um, but and that's that's a little embarrassing but I know that they remember me because Mm -hmm. I'm this bubbly fun entertaining person sure so but my only regret with that is I'd like to remember all those times that I'm being bubbly and fun because I might even be writing jokes that I don't even remember right do you know like who knows yeah. Um, and see, yeah. to me, it's like there's like when I say that sounds horrifying, I don't mean that in any kind of judgmental way. I, I, I mean, I'm internalizing what I my reaction to the idea that I won't remember. Like, say I was blackout for this. Right. Right. Um, I've, I mean, I've, I've, I've dealt with people who are blackout drunk the next day and they're like, oh, my God, I, did we even hang out? I'm like, I put you to bed, dude. Like, right, right, you know, right, right, right. Like you don't remember all those things. Like, I can't imagine, like, I've got a pretty good memory. Yeah. So I can't imagine having a gap in my memory and it not driving me nuts. Again, you know, it's it's a control thing for me. Well, Um, last night I got home. Yeah. Well, so I texted my boyfriend this morning. I'm like, in the kitchen, because there was a big mess. I'm like, did I cook or did you cook? So he calls me and he goes, oh yeah, you were cooking. Like, you got home, you got home before me and Josh and... You, and I, I said, did I eat? Because I was trying to eat. He goes, no, you cooked all this food. And then you were like, I'm really sweaty. I need to lay down. And then all the food was ready. And we were like, Pam, Pam. And you were like, I'm asleep. I'm asleep. And so I didn't even, I have no recollection wow. of. So in a blackout state, I was able to basically okay, yeah. use heavy machinery. like And sure. really cook this meal that then they ate. And the bummer was that I didn't eat any of it so I woke up this morning and I was so I was like ugh that's why I don't remember because I didn't eat so dumb 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 but drunk like uh, blackout Pam when I'm super super drunk I even take care of myself in weird ways like Mm -hmm. I'll pass out with my jeans on in front of the sofa on the carpet because blackout Pam knows that if she's going to pee her pants, she doesn't want to pee the bed. <laughs> and then <laughs> jeans are like a sponge and they soak up most of the pee. And well, so it doesn't go. really get on the carpet. <laughs> but it's because Blackout Pam is smart enough to go, no, do not get in bed. And I've done that before. And my sweet, sweet boyfriend has been like, oh, I need to undress her and put her in bed. And I've said to him, no. Uh, leave me here. Leave me here. Because the last time that happened, I actually instantly pee in the bed and he, he I woke him up and I was like who's peeing and he's like you're peeing and I'm like ah I told you not don't ever if I fell asleep on the floor so then he's like did you really yell at me for putting you to bed and and I was like honey I'm sorry that I was yelling I was mad at myself for 
it's very embarrassing. That's the worst thing about being a drunk is when you're just completely you just lose it and I see it all the time when I walk on Mission Street Mm -hmm. and there's guys at three in the afternoon and their pants are wet and I'm like at least that's not me I also watch a healthy amount of intervention because it makes me feel like I'm not a real drug addict or alcoholic (laughs) because they're so So bad off yeah I love (laughs) intervention oh I love it Uh, I love watching especially the alcoholics the woman who drank Listerine oh so good because I'm like I am not that bad Wow. I've never drank Listerine to get drunk. Oh, well, congratulations. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. Never taking communion. Uh, uh, good. <laughs> Do you know what? There were kids in junior high that were, uh-huh. they had to take hand sanitizer out of junior high bathrooms because oh, the children right. were drinking it to get drunk. That's what I heard. They were, they were putting their mouths up against the hand sanitizer yeah. and eating it to get See, drunk. Again, something very, it's a natural natural thing and and we don't we don't it's funny uh so as as much as i am a teetotaler as much as i don't do anything i think we need a radical restructuring of of pretty much all of our drug policies yeah me too you know uh so i come probably to very similar conclusions as my friends who do uh make use of all these things right but i you know for 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 probably very similar reasons but at the same time it's one of those yeah but i ain't gonna touch it so the the thing is we need to change the drug policy and then Mm -hmm. and 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 change it towards harm reduction and Mm -hmm. if we did that you would see a lot more programs for alcoholism because it Mm -hmm. is one of the most harmful drugs and yet it's yes. completely legal and it is oh, yeah. like the worst. Oh, and then the you got your 12-step programs which I think 89% of the time Yeah, well, and 89% of the time they don't work right. or, or something like that. like well, it depends on how you define success cuz relapse sure. you could treat it like disease and relapse is a natural part of disease. You know, sometimes you know, like my daddy's got uh, cancer. He beats it for about five years, and then it comes back a little bit. Sure. You know, and, and and it's similar to relapsing on 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 stuff. If we treated it like that, then maybe we'd have different statistics. But essentially, there's no scientific proof that like twelve step programs work. Huh. You have a lot of anecdotal evidence that twelve step programs work, which sure. is great for the per- people for whom they work. Right. Some people are designed that way. Like it, you know, you go back to school. I did great taking notes guy next to me couldn't take notes for shit yeah doesn't mean he was dumber than me it just meant that specific modality didn't work for him sure so you know aa works great for some people i know people who are are fantastic they do really well with their 12-step programs whatever they are sure but there's no scientific evidence that actually it is more or less that it's more successful than any other thing sure and yet people are ordered by courts to go use them yep i had to like when i got my dui i had to go to a i had to go to and there's no proof certain certain number of them and stuff like that yeah and it sucked because it was like an open mic where nobody was funny oh so it's it's like an open mic it's like people just you sit in a circle and you tell stories about when you used to drink right and then you eat donuts and hold hands and pray uh but it's so lame it's basically like it's very churchy it's like you yep. absolve your sins and the terrible things you've done you basically go back through and and there is make something about and make that. amends and yeah it's there absolutely there is something uh, like you know th- again that doesn't work for everybody your mileage may vary but there is something about that that community that that sense of i am making myself vulnerable to people when i have not been able to be vulnerable and that's sure. why i do x y and z right 
Well, it's being honest with yourself right. and, and, and with people that are holding you responsible for your honesty. Yeah, and who are going, who are sympathetic, who are right. going through it with you. Like, right. I am, as much as I care about people, I can't really sympathize, or is it empathize? I don't know which one it is, but it's one of the two, Where because I don't have that frame of reference. Sure. There's no you way You can sympathize, can, but you can't empathize. Right. Because I no, you can empathize, but you can't sympathize. Like I said, it's one of the yeah, two. Yeah, it's one of the other. But it's, sure. it's, it's yeah. the one where, like, I'm sorry, whatever you're going through right now, that sounds terrible. Um, right. There's not much I can do. Like, I will hold you. I will hug sure, you. Sure, yeah. But there's not much I can do for you. Right. You know, it just, it, you know, you tell me what you need, and I'm happy to do it. But sure. But... I haven't been there, so I don't know. Right. Which, you know, again, like, there's there's good and bad to that, you know, but it just, yeah. But not. you can sympathize because your father was an alcoholic. So mm-hmm. you can you can be on the oh, yeah. other end of it and say, hey, I felt its effects to this extent. Oh, yeah, yeah. I could probably go to an ACOA meeting and, and fit right in. Mm. But, you know, I've just, I, I haven't had a need. Well, or maybe I've ignored the need. I don't know. <laughs> I don't. I don't like. Meetings. I'm functional I, enough. Yeah. So. Yeah. But. Yeah, and again, you know, you said it's it's like church. Uh, maybe, I've, I've talked to a friend of mine about this. Um, you know, it could be that it, maybe that part of my brain doesn't draw as much power as other people's brains. Huh. That need for community. That need because I have a lot of friends who are atheists who go to atheist conventions, and I'm like, oh, why? Um, or they'll, and, and they have a great time. Um, sure. and, and I'll sit there and I'll say why. And at the same time, I'll go to gamer conventions and play games with people. So sure. clearly there are ways that I find my communities as well. Set- or, Settlers of Catan. I don't like, you don't uh, like I don't like resource Catan. management games. Oh, I like, okay. yeah, I like, I like games where it's, it's more interactive or it depends on intelligence more so than random chance. And, right. You don't like bots either. Like lineage. No, no. I, I Citadels is okay. Um, I, I like, I like games. Civ where five. I've heard. Which one? Uh, Civ five or something. I don't no, know. I don't play no. any of those games. I yeah. Don't. No, I, I like games where it's interactive, you yeah. know, where, where, uh, my interaction with you will change how the game goes, you know, that kind of stuff. So, Fun. so like, I also, I like cooperative games. Oh, that's nice. You know, I don't, I don't like, I don't, I don't mind losing. But uh-huh. I don't like games where like you win by dominating others. Yeah. No. You know? So no risk. No monopoly. No risk. Yeah. Monopoly yeah. bores me. I don't yeah. understand why kids like to play it. It's it's simple. It's a square. It's it's allocate. You know. It's 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 gathering funds. You feel sure. like you're winning because you have more than they do. It's why capitalism so attractive to you know guys who look like me. Uh. So it's. But uh, it's it's why gentrification happens in San Francisco. So is there a oh. future in Latin or is it a dead language? It's a dead language. It's absolutely a dead language. <laughs> However, uh, that makes it easier to learn. Okay. Because the rules don't it's change. Because the rules don't change. It's all the same. Yeah. It's already created. Rules haven't changed in 1,500 years. Sure. So it's it's a dead language. It's not. It's It's funny. The way I teach it. I try to teach it like a language because language acquisition has similar themes no matter what the language. Sure. So when I was learning sign language, uh, that's how I met my second wife, actually, um, which is kind of an interesting metaphor there. <laughs> we were put into a conversation that we had to communicate in different ways, and then we ended up ending because we couldn't communicate in the same oh, ways. Oh, there's so... So that's sad. But uh, as far as Latin goes, um, I, I teach it as a language light. Like, we don't have conversations in Latin. It's, I teach you how to acquire the language, and then we take that, and then we study this item. Uh And so it's it's a lot more like taking comp lit 
uh-huh. or taking uh, yeah comparative literature sure. than it is like doing it. It just has a little gimmick to it of, oh, first you have to go from this ancient language into a modern one, right. and then you analyze stuff. So uh, is there a future in it? Yes, absolutely. Wow. Um, because, uh, well, <laughs> there's a really important part to it right now. Uh, Neo-Nazis and, and hate groups, uh, white nationalists, they draw on medieval fantasy and ancient fantasy and they fuck it up for for forever because they they stick to this weird mythology that they have like knights of the templar kind of stuff that kind of shit yeah, okay, yeah. and i've written papers on the templars and stuff like that but like they their understanding of it is mythological you know mm. it's like it's, it's like their understanding of robert e lee didn't own slaves that's horseshit he did um <laughs> you know but like so their understanding of latin is like it fits their narrative sure and so there's a huge there's a huge future in learning these ancient languages if only to protect society from people who would co-opt it sure to promote their bullshit oh so no you absolutely people should learn latin i I, i'm a firm believer that everybody should learn latin because it just makes you value there's so many comics who know latin actually Um, i'm i'm um, no i mean i know mm -hmm. the language pretty well so Mm -hmm. Uh, and Latin roots and mm-hmm. and that can I can I can break words down. Oh yeah, teaches it you is. the value of a word. Right. I was reading. I, I read this yesterday because I'm me. Um, I was reading George Washington's farewell speech. Cool. Okay. Uh, it goes on forever. And the first paragraph, I'm I'm reading it. I'm like, oh shit, that's an ablative absolute. Okay. Um, which is a Latin term, and I teach it. It's my favorite grammatical thing in Latin. It's my absolute most favorite thing in Latin is an ablative absolute, and it's just it's it's beautiful. It's concise, and it's just it looks neat. Um, and uh, the the best example I can give you for it is the first part of the Second Amendment, uh, a well-regulated militia being necessary for the 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 safety or the sanctity of the state. Uh-huh. Right. I think that that there's no verb there. Huh. But that's an ablative absolute. It's saying because this condition exists, now the next clause, upon which this is somewhat dependent, now the rest of the next clause has more context. Uh, His whole like first paragraph is just one giant fucking ablative absolute. I'm like, who are you writing this for, dude? Like, <laughs> I get it, but I'm struggling, and right. it's in English. Um, but I was, yeah, I was reading through, and so I was just really enjoying how he used the language. Yeah. Um, and it. I don't think I would enjoy it nearly as much if I didn't know a dead language. Sure. So it's, it's, I, I am able and inclined to pick out so much from our language, which drives people crazy. If I ever, like, if I get in an argument with someone, I'll be like, well, what do you mean by that? Yeah. What does you, that mean? Because yeah, no, that word doesn't mean that. Our, oh, yeah. Having our, our, having our words be the right words is, oh, so important is to me. very important. Yeah. And it, Drives my lady friend nuts. T- now, T.S. Eliot did a dick thing. Uh-huh. No, he did it with Greek, though. Mm-hmm. The the Wasteland, he mm-hmm. has, a, a, as a preface to many of his um, different movements in that poem, he mm-hmm. just throws Greek out there with no translation whatsoever. Oh. And I, uh, it's, it's like, you jerk. At uh, the time, it was fine, though, because people wrote poetry more often. They understood verse and meter, and they knew Greek and Latin. Sure. He was writing for an educated masses. Right. So, yeah. But, so, and, but he's a, he's a dick. I, for a yes. second, I thought it was in, uh, it was in Latin, but no, he puts it in Greek at the top. Well, didn't of some he write things. Dulce and Decorum Est? Uh, or is that someone else? I don't remember. I know T.S. Eliot because, uh, he wrote The Wasteland and the, right. Hollow Men. The, the love song of, of J. Proofrock. Right. Yeah. Where he's criticizing our culture for having none. And right. Exactly. Like 
Yeah. Um, and in, they were in a whorehouse. The women come and go. That's right. And, and the men are like stuffed. Uh, or, or what is it? They're, oh, he did the one of the Boston Evening Herald, too. Or it's mm. mentioned in that one, where they're just swaying like corn at the subway station, oh, reading, uh-huh. their, reading their newspapers and how... How it's ridiculous. Yeah, just all that reality contained in that one little guy's head. Yeah, modernism. So, yeah. Yeah, fun so. stuff. No, I actually, I, I do a T.S. Eliot poem in oh! my comedy. Well, I, I, I do a joke about World War One if it was a first-person shooter. Um, <laughs> and and it's it's literally five minutes of saying, uh, and then you get shot this way, and then you spawn again, and then you climb up over, and then, you know, and I just, I list all these different ways to die. I'm like, and you do that 50,000 times, and now you finally completed the mission day one of the psalm and I, at the end of it like i get an applause break most of the time because yeah. it's an anti-war message sure i talk about how, like maybe if we had more games like this kids wouldn't want to sign up for for the army because right. this shit's boring and terrifying you yeah know? absolutely terrifying and then and so and and dull i mean you you don't get to hit pause you just have to go through and die fifty thousand times it's not fun that's not fun um but uh and then i say i understand that that joke uh you know has no punchline i said i'm okay with that because it's kind of like the war you right, don't remember how right. it started it's just a lot of repetition and when it ended it was not with a bang but with a whimper yeah oh god war is terrible i feel like we'll we'll, we'll end on this sure. i feel like uh they are trying to uh the government right now wants to support a class war so that they can or a race war mm-hmm. so that they can come in with militia and then they can take away all of our rights I feel like they want, they're trying to stoke uh, this sort of white, black, mm-hmm. colored, non-colored, mm-hmm. brown people, whatever. But it's really the poor versus the rich. Um, I, I feel like they want these things to happen. They want Chrissy Field this Saturday to right. have a huge conflagration between neo-Nazis so they can say, well, there's people on both sides oh, God, so that then that. they can come in. Yeah. It's just terrible. But I really think they want us to have a class war so that we can have martial law in the well, United they, States. Well, they had their practice on martial law with Ferguson. That was just two years ago, was yeah. it? And yeah. where we had a militarized police force crushing black people with their hands up. Yeah. And... And we've been practicing FEMA camps for a while. Yes. So I feel oh, yeah, like yeah. they really want to put us all in camps too, or something like that. I don't know what's gonna. I'm very scared. But I'm glad that you're a parent and you're Thank being you. a great parent and you're yeah. teaching your children how to be kind to one another because that important. is the main thing. Now yeah. they won't. Those children will not be involved in war. I'm hoping. I'm they, hoping. And if they are, it'll be to. It'll be a war of kindness. Like right. they saw their cousin getting picked on once, and they just stood by. And I, I pulled them off to the side. I'm like, I know that was really scary, but I need you to know something. You see something like that, you have to stop it. Their cousin is not white. Oh. Um, and and so it was like there are a lot of lessons I need you to know right now. And sure. It's, we need to stand up. We need to put ourselves in the way of harm uh, to other people. So that the harm stops, like, yeah, you know, harm and, and certainly don't don't need to be martyrs, but at the same time, like your kindness means pushing this person away. Sure, you know, or to keep this or, other person or safe you know, see something, say something. Yep. you know, you bring an bring an adult in. I told say, them that yeah. November eighth, like straight up. Oh, so scary. Uh-huh. I know, and you have a little girl too. We want uh-huh. to give her access to health care for all of her lady bits and that, all of her that parts. That would be nice. Yeah, so she can choose what to do with her body. Isn't that nice? What a great dad you are! Uh, thanks so much, Damian Harmony, here on the program today. Some call me Tim. Thanks for joining us all the way from Sacramento. Have a safe drive home, and 
And thanks again for being here. Oh, thanks for having me. Yay! Get a pizza. This has been Mutiny Radio. Uh, we'll see you guys next week on Some Call Me Tim. of swimming through a sea of podcasts. Are ye on a raft without a patter? Well, gather around me, sea dogs, and get aboard me pirate ship as we set sail for the seas of MutinyRadio.fm. From there, you can captain your own pirate ship as you sail through over 44 different shows for all of your listening pleasures. They've got live comedy to small business advice, LGBTQ-friendly to sports, vinyl to gutter punk. MutinyRadio.fm has the best programming the Internet Ocean has to offer you. I bet my peg leg on it, or I ain't scurvy shit-face McRat. <laughs> Are you tired of swimming through a sea of podcasts? Are ye on a raft without a patter? Well, gather around me, sea dogs, and get aboard me pirate ship as we set sail for the seas of MutinyRadio.fm. From there, you can captain your own pirate ship as you sail through over 44 different shows for all of your listening pleasures. They've got live comedy to small business advice, LGBTQ-friendly to sports, vinyl to gutter punk. MutinyRadio.fm has the best programming the Internet Ocean has to offer you. I bet my peg leg on it, or I ain't scurvy shit-faced McRat. <laughs> Do you need an awesome and underground space for an event? Look no further than MutinyRadio.fm. Our 30-seat flexible space can accommodate your acoustic band, birthday party, comedy show, dance party, karaoke super fun, theater event, fundraiser. If you think it, we can do it. You run the door in promotion, we run the sound, space, and podcast. Rentals available Thursday, Saturday, and Sunday from 8 to 10 at Mutiny Radio FM's performance space at 2781 21st Street in the Deep Mission at 21st in Florida. Contact Pam at pamsadai at hotmail.com for more options and booking dates. Incredible socialist prices so you can be creative in a free speech space without breaking the bank. That's Mutiny Radio Rentals every Thursday, Saturday, and Sunday from 8 to 10. Book your event now. Trying to hurt me, but boy, how it burns me whenever she touched me. And oh, I feel so lucky. Want to spend a summer Sunday laughing your cares away? Then come join the fun at San Francisco's Comedy Day. One stage, five hours, 40 comedians, a million laughs, and it's free. Besides our annual celebration of stand-up, did you know that Comedy Day offers workshops that teach Bay Area students how to use humor to resolve conflict? Comedy Day is so serious about ending bullying, it's banning all comedians from using the following phrases. Knee slapping, side splitting, break a leg, bust a gut, knock them dead! 
Those words hurt. But Comedy Day feels good. It's fun for the whole family. Did I mention it's free? Hey, comedy fans, don't miss the 37th Annual Comedy Day, the original longest-running free outdoor comedy concert in the world. The funny starts at noon on Sunday, September 17th at Sharon Meadow in Golden Gate Park, San Francisco. One stage, five hours, 40 comedians, a million laughs. It's free! Good evening there, my friends here at MutinyRadio.fm. Chester Cashcock here, and giving you my love and regard as well as movies over there. And uh, I just wanted to let you guys know that any time I go swimming in my vault of rare coins and piles and piles of filthy cash, I can't help but listen to Pamtastic's Comedy Clubhouse every Friday from 8 to 10 p.m. I mean, if anyone who knows anything about comedy knows that Pamtastic's books the best of San Francisco and Beyond's Underground comics. It's a great showcase, and they have a fun time at Pamtastic's Deep in the Mission District, where you can laugh off your tushy for a mere $5 every Friday to 10 p.m. And I laugh because $5, I mean, that's what I use to wipe my tushy with. So to laugh it off for a mere $5 is indubitious. But if you can't make it to Mutiny Radio, well, don't even worry. Don't fret at all. You can simply download the podcast post-show and giggle in the comfort of anywhere. Like your Aspen summer home on the mountain ridge with the kayak feeling. So all you got to do is just go to podcastics.pcrcollective.org slash comedy clubhouse. Or you can listen live every Friday from 8 to 10 p.m. as your host Pam Benjamin brings you the best comedy from San Francisco and beyond the universe. And what's better than the universe? It's a cash cock, honey. If you're looking for some delicious late-night food, I suggest you mosey on down to Bender's Bar. Inside, you can find Counter Offer, offering you amazing late-night food and snacks. Try the chicken biscuit. It's like your stomach's in a tasty tornado. They have exceptionally great daily ground sustainable burgers with sides of tater tots, grilled asparagus, and delicious zucchini. And creamy-licious mac and cheese. You like tacos? Then get them! And from the specials, very deep fried fish sandwich to a stoner burger with a donut bun. What are those crazy potheads gonna come up with next? Go to the counter offer inside of Blender's Bar at 800 South Van Ness Avenue, San Francisco. It's located between 19th Street and 21st. 